participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another edition of the program. It is a cold and frigid Wednesday afternoon in New York City. It's lovely to be indoors. Man, we have been on some kind of roll. It feels like we do this show like every second day at this point. We have been on some kind of role my friends and we're not stopping no we are not we are not we're swimming in ad reads over here unlike others i will let an advertiser tell me what to say or do so just i mean just look at this mcgilla right here that's the kind of business that we're in right now and we've got a plethora of guests and topics to discuss there's so much going on in the world of mixed martial arts and combat sports it's a press conference going down right now in england that is going to uh perhaps be a pretty big deal, historic, dare I say. We can get into all of that and more. And you know on Wednesdays we like to shoot, and so we shall be shooting 
on today's program. As always, we are presented by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of not only this program, but the UFC as well. Please download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. How do you let them know we sent you? Put in the code the MAR if you're a first-time user. And Lord help you if you're a first-time user. Where have you been? Anyway, you can do that. And we appreciate them very much. And there's a lot, there's a lot to get involved with as far as DraftKings is concerned. This weekend, the final Bellator event of this era, Friday night. Thursday, we've got Shakur Stevenson. Saturday, we've got the UFC back at the Apex. I mean, there's just a lot going on. Next weekend, we've got the PFL Championships. And on and on and on and on it goes. <laughs> Let's not forget about the rematch. Katie Taylor, Chantal Cameron in Dublin. Very nervous about all that. Also want to give a shout-out to our good friends over at Cash App. Perks are great, but they always come with a cost, right? No. With Cash App, you can get the best of both worlds. Discounts and offers for free. What kind of perks? How about discounts on your favorite retailers? or pre-sales to concerts, and so many more. While it can't solve all your problems, Cash App can make your money go further, all with no hidden fees. Yes, that's money. That's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play and start collecting those perks today. Thank you very much to Cash App for their support. Back into the show, we'll get the Parlay Boys picks with Juliana Pena, also GC's picks for this weekend. Curious, uh... What he's thinking about, to me, the biggest fight or the most interesting fight of the weekend might be Sergio Pettis against Patchy Mix. Where are we leaning there? We shall find out. Prior to that, we'll be joined by Myra Bueno Silva, who, of course, is fighting Raquel Pennington on January 20th in Toronto, UFC 296. That's for the vacant uh, UFC women's bantamweight title was supposed to be Juliana Pena. We found out on Friday when she was at our live show. Shout out to everyone who was there. Shout out to Juliana Pena for the merch. All that. Uh, she's heard. She didn't divulge too much about what the injury is. But nevertheless, she says she's getting the winner. We'll talk to Myra Buena Silva, who's had quite the eventful last few months. Prior to that, we'll be joined by the problem child, Jake Paul. Yes, it has been quite a while since we had Jake on the program. Looking forward to having him back on. I think the last time he was on the show was the Monday after the Anderson Silva win, which would mean a little over a year ago. So great to have him back on. Of course, we found out. Yeah, uh, we found out last week that he will be fighting on December fifteenth in Orlando against Andre August. Not a household name, but it appears as though he's on this mission to uh, just go down the traditional boxing route, at least for now. So we will talk to him about that and a whole lot more. That's at around 3.30. Jake Paul going to join us. Prior to that, at 2.30, we'll be joined in studio by the god of war, Benoit Saint-Denis, the pride of France. What a run he's been on. Massive win over Matt Frivola this past weekend at Madison Square Garden. He's still in New York. Obviously, he's joining us in studio. I'm very excited to talk to one of the, uh, the most entertaining, the most lethal, violent, whatever you want to call it, lightweights on the planet. Uh, This man is a rising star. Like I said, five fights in a row he has won. He lost his UFC debut, took it on short notice at 170 pounds. Back at 155, he's been on a mission. None of his fights go past the second round. He's incredibly talented, and he's only been doing this for like four years. It's crazy. His his MMA debut was in 2019. Prior to that, uh, we're going to be joined by Andre Ward. He has a new book out, Looking forward to talking to Andre Ward, one of the brightest minds in the history of combat sports and boxing. He's in Las Vegas right now. 
um, supporting, not working, but supporting his guy Shakur Stevenson. Uh, we talked about on Monday, Shakur fighting on Thursday because the big F1 race is in Vegas this weekend. Uh, we'll talk to Andre a lot to talk to him about, and I'm looking forward to talking to the SOG at 2 o'clock. And at 1.40, we're going to be joined by Astro Boy, the pride of Perth, Steve Ursig, who had the win over Alessandro Costa this past weekend as well in the uh, prelim headliner spot on Saturday at MSG. Didn't really get a lot of love because I think like right after his fight, the uh, the American Avengers came out to American Badass, and so I think that kind of like stole his shine. But it was a fun, entertaining fight. I know in the aftermath, he said he didn't love his performance, but he's been on some kind of role as well, undefeated in the UFC. He's won uh, two in a row, and he hasn't lost a fight since his second pro fight back in 2017. So one of the rising stars at 125 pounds, Astro Boy Steve Ursig, 11 and one, going to join us at 140. But you know how we like to do it. You know how we like to shoot on Wednesday, so let's not waste any time. Without further ado, time now for everyone's favorite segment of the week. It is time. It's time for a good old-fashioned Q&A, MMA fans. Mm-hmm. Day of Reckoning press Ladies conference in Las Vegas. Excuse me, in London. And tomorrow, I'm told, uh, Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury press conference for February 17th. I mean, there is a lot going on in the world of boxing. Deontay Wilder. And Anthony Joshua both will be in action, not against each other, unfortunately, but they'll both be in action. Dimitri Bivol, uh, Daniel Dubois, um, a whole bunch of guys are going to be on that card. It's a crazy, crazy time, and it's going to be obviously at uh, Riyadh season, Saudi Arabia. Shout out to uh, His Excellency. I mean, what a lineup this is. I can't wait to uh, sink my teeth into all of that and more. I do want to let you know that uh, today's On the Nose segment is brought to you by our good friends over at Kraken. Uh, Kraken, see what crypto can be. Go check them out. Please support them because they support us. Swimming in ads, Frank, we are. Swimming. Look at is that, that, is that a sign of... Uh, oh, there it is. Wow. It's like a little Kraken. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Is, is, are they related to the, uh, the hockey team? Unfortunately not. Still a great but name. In name, yes. Still a great really. name. Um, well, we appreciate their support very much, and go check them out. Let's get into the questions, Frank. Uh, questions today, good, bad? What do you think? They are great. Okay, all right. I look forward. Sonotas, Sonatos, Sonatos, Gelatos. Greetings, chaps. Falling on from what Francis has just done. By the way, top 10 in WBC. Do you guys see that? Top 10 in the WBC. Still unclear how many bags of popcorn he sold at the event and, you know, whether they had empanadas or not. But as far as, you know, a distinction, you know, that's a pretty big one, if you ask me. For Tom Aspinall to become the GOAT. Oh, there, Frank. Yeah, I love it. Freaking. It's almost like he knew what I was about to read. Um one of the many reasons why it's great to have him as the moderator around these parts. And shout out to our new moderators over on the YouTube chat. Hello, guys. OC and Brandon. We appreciate you very Don't much. Don't forget the quotas. Uh, the what? The banning quotas. Oh, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Assuming he beats John Jones, do you think he'll eventually have to go and take on Francis and the PFL and then take on the boxing heavyweight champ as well? Jeez Louise. In other words, is that what the bar is now? Much love and respect to the whole crew? No, it's not. Uh, the Francis thing is a very unique thing. Tom Aspinall fights John Jones and beats him, and then fights Cyril Gunn, and then fights Jalton Almeida, and then fights... I mean, there's plenty of fights for him. Curtis Blades. 
Uh, I don't think anyone... By the way, this is a guy who left MMA for a bit to travel down the boxing path, who has sparred the likes of Tyson Fury, among many others, sparred the likes of Rico Verhoeven, among many others. So I, I have no doubt that Tom Aspinall could be very, very, very successful in boxing, but he's also amazing at MMA. And he's got incredible grappling skills and, you know, his dad with his BJJ background. I mean, like, why? He doesn't need to do that. Maybe somewhere down the line, he's 30 years old, he can do it. But um, there's enough for him to do at this point in MMA. So I don't think that we need to judge him based on what Francis did. And don't forget, like Francis was in the UFC for quite some time as well and had some really big fights before he was able to go down this path. So now the next fight that I want to see is, uh, is Big Tom versus Big John. That's the one. Let's see if it happens. Ski. There's a workaround for Steve-O's issue with ESPN+. Plus. Wow, this is exciting. So that one doesn't have to scroll through the fights listed to get the full card. Upon opening the ESPN Plus app or website, simply go directly to the search bar and enter prelims. This will bring up the full prelims of the most recent card in English and Spanish with a spoiler-free thumbnail. Thanks to Mr. O. That is correct. For the main card, do the same with main card. Thought I'd share it here in case anyone runs into the same issue. So basically, instead of going to like UFC and then seeing all the thumbnails, just type in prelims and there'll be no time code attached to it. There'll be no TRT, total running time attached to it. That's pretty big. Should I try it right now, Frank? You know, I don't think now is a good time. Why? I'm going to do it right now. ESPN Why Plus. would you ask my opinion and then... I'm just, you know, I'm just wondering what your... Okay, so I'm typing in prelims. Um, first thing I got was the Georgia Fall Invitational Prelims for Swimming. Sick. Then there's the Georgia Fall Invitational Prelims for Diving. Even better. More swimming, more diving, more diving. And now I get to on-demand prelims, UFC 295. It says two hours, but it's just the entire prelim. Oh, interesting. Okay, so it's the entire thing, not broken up into fight. So he's right. This man is right. I love it. Okay, there you go. Um, thank you, Ski. I will let, uh, I will let Steve-O know that. Uh, Style Gemder. Hey, question for the entire crew. This question relates to Alex Pereira's or Pereira's post-fight outstanding speech directed at Izzy, which has since had a video put together on X showing the Izzy interview he's referencing, and then to his post-fight speech with the correct translation. I truly believe if Alex spoke better English, or even if Fabiano had been translating, this would have gone down in my eyes as the greatest ever. It was incredible. My question to all of you is, between you, can you each pick one post-fight speech, post-fight speech that sticks with you as the greatest? So yes, I mean, historically, you can say anyone who speaks English, especially when you're in America fighting in New York, like the message is just going to go further. You got to give Alex a lot of credit. He is beloved. Uh, I was talking to people who were at the fight, like he got the biggest pop. People love the guy, and rightfully so. What he's done is nothing short of amazing. It does lead one to wonder how much bigger he could actually be if he did speak just a little bit, but he doesn't need to because of his demeanor, because of his aura, because of like how stoic he is. That speaks volumes. Um, we had said the same thing back in the day about the likes of Anderson Silva when he didn't speak English, uh, Jose Aldo didn't speak English, Fyodor Emelianenko. They were all legends, superstars, beloved, but you do wonder. Um, it's not a necessity. No one has to do anything. But yes, you do wonder. It was great in its own right. And, and remember, Plinio is his coach. He's not a translator, but he feels most comfortable with him. 
And so I remember one point in that conversation, in that post-fight interview, Joe Rogan asked him to clap because he never actually said Izzy's name. And he's like, are you talking about Izzy or something like that? And so maybe if if that was said, but it, I mean, nitpicking, um, it was great. And he he shot for the moon. It, it's the biggest fight possible for him right now in terms of, you know, buzz, money that can be made, etc. When I think of epic post-fight interviews, there's a lot. Uh, I'll be honest, the first one that came to mind right here and now was Nate Diaz after beating Michael Johnson in 2015 and saying, you know, Conor McGregor, you took everything that I, I worked for. There's a very strong case to be made. If he doesn't say that, if he doesn't zero in on Conor, and remember, Conor was just coming off a featherweight title win over Jose Aldo the week before. Diaz was nowhere near his orbit. He's fighting at 155. In the moment, people are like, oh, man, this is nuts, but, like, there's no chance this is going to happen. Connor gets booked against RDA, 155, RDA gets hurt. They end up fighting at 196, and it turns into one of the great rivalries in the history of the sport. So that was gigantic. Uh, Connor after Diego Brandao, gigantic. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Um, you can call me Mystic Mac. Uh, that was after the Dustin Poirier fight. Um the post-fight speech after Eddie Alvarez at MSG was historic. Uh, of course, I've talked about the Daniel Cormier, John Jones, get your shit together speech, uh, post-fight speech. That was a great one as well. So those are a few that come to mind. Um, Nick Diaz saying, where are you at, George? Back at, I think it was UFC 139. Um, George St. Pierre getting in there when Matt Hughes had just won, saying, I'm not impressed with your performance. Not your traditional post-fight speech because... It was Hughes who had just fought, but just like a post-fight situation. Uh, and you're quick. Am I missing a, an old school one? Anyone that uh, comes to mind that I didn't mention? No, you you hit the most of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a gazillion, but uh, there and and then there's like the emotional ones. Um, I remember DC after he beat Stipe. You know, that that was a very emotional one saying that like he had been, you know, waiting for this moment to be called the best for so long. That was great. So yeah, there's there's been a ton of them. Uh Nate after he beat Anthony Pettis saying, I'm not gonna defend this belt against Jorge Maswell. And everyone's like, What belt? And he just created a belt. That was tremendous. Scott, good day, Ariel. I've tried and tried, but just cannot get past the mysterious one, but here it goes. Wow. One second. Pandering doesn't usually work on me. So I don't want to, you know, okay. me, don't don't put this kind of thing in the question. Okay, right. sure. I mean, you put you could have uh, deleted it, but Yeah, but he you wanted to prove a point. Right. Fair enough. With this looking like the end of Bellator, how do you feel about one less promotion and how do you think the PFL can best utilize Bellator stars? You're the man. Thank you. Um look, it's mixed feelings because it's whenever this gets announced and I suspect sooner rather than later, it's going, to, it's going to be a very interesting story to cover and follow, and I'm really curious to see what they do. Again, as we've talked about, PFL's TV deals up here in America. That's, that's a gigantic piece of business. Um, when Don Davis was on, founder of the PFL, it seemed like he was leaning towards resigning with ESPN, and I would say that's a really good idea. Now the question is, once they take over Bellator, what are they going to do with all the fighters? How many of them are going to come over? Are they going to run Bellator as a separate entity and get them their own TV deal, uh, which is what UFC did with the likes of WEC back in the day and for a little bit Strike Strikeforce? Um, 
there's a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered in the next couple months. PFL has a lot of pieces of business going on right now. They've got the American TV deal. They've got their Challengers deal. They've got um, PFL Europe. And now they're trying to expand to the Middle East, to Africa, et cetera. So I'm really curious. I mean, they could certainly use the fighters. They certainly have the real estate and uh, the slots for them. But how are they, are they going to stick with their old format? Are those, you know, are the AJ McKees and Johnny Eblins of the world going to want to be a part of a format like that? It's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out. It's going to be a fascinating story to watch. And the timing is really interesting. Like if they announce this soon, Bellator's last event was Friday. Their finale is this coming Friday. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on, on PFL as we, uh, as we round out 2023. On the flip side of that, yes, of course, um, I'm always in favor of the fighters having as many options, as many places to negotiate with, to fight for as possible. So this is a big blow. Number two is gone. Um, and you can make a very strong case that Beltor wasn't number two anymore because their momentum has really been halted. I mean, like they, they are going out with a whimper. That's just the facts. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I, I couldn't believe that the final show was this weekend. I, I totally forgot. Um, it's just like, I see no promotion for it whatsoever. It's crazy. And it's an amazing card. This is an amazing card. Like, look at the names. I was, I pulled this up earlier. Look at the names on this card. Yaroslav Amosov against Jason Jackson. Sergio Pettis against Patchy Mix. I would argue that fight should be the main event, especially it being in Chicago. Uh, and Sergio's from nearby Milwaukee, but whatever. Uh, Rafion Stotts against Danny Sabatello. The rematch. AJ McKee against Sydney Outlaw. Tricky Pitbull against Alexander Shabley. Uh, Terrell Fortune. Denise Kolhetz. Um, I mean, just those, just those names alone. There's a freaking... Yo, 16 fights on this card. Jeez Louise. Um, but I mean, the, those top five fights are great. Those are some of the biggest names in the history of Bellator. I see no buzz for I'm, it. I see nothing. Can I make a statement and then ask you a question? Sure. Statement is, I mean, if we know the end is near, there would be no promotion, right? Like it would be silly to put promotion into something where this is the the last gasp, right? Sure. Like why, why promote it? Let it, let it fade off into the into the darkness the question is i keep hearing about running bellator separately mm. why what what is the point of that i'm not i'm not comprehending what what the point of that is so it was unsuccessful on its own when people were dedicated to it and running it and now you're taking it and saying well we're going to keep it as this side thing that's going to run also rather than absorbing the talent when the talent is the thing that PFL needs the most. Like, it, it, it just does not compute for me. It doesn't make any sense to me. To be clear, this is not what I want as a fan. If you're taking no, over the opposition... No, but I hear this. No, no, and I'll explain why. Uh, but w when you're taking over the opposition, like, the most fun... Like, when, when, when WWF took over WCW, we didn't want to see WCW running as a separate yeah. organization. We wanted to see Goldberg against Brock Lesnar. Um, so I couldn't agree more. Uh, there's, there's one major reason why you do this. Well, maybe two. The Bellator name does have clout to a degree in Europe. They've done a pretty good job in Europe, way more than here in America. But that's not even reason number one. I would suspect, though, if they keep it running, it would be primarily in Europe because it has more clout than, say, PFL Europe. But that's not the main reason. The main reason is what I said earlier. You could get two TV deals. You can, you can splinter your TV deals. 
there's a reason why PFL Europe is not shown in America. The reason why PFL Europe is not shown in America is because ESPN says we have the exclusive rights to PFL in America. And so you cannot, uh, you cannot show this PFL Europe brand here. And that's why the American fans have missed out on Cedric Dumbe and Dakota Dicheva and Simeon Powell, et cetera, et cetera, which is a travesty because those have been some of their best events of the year. And they're going to have their finale on December 8th. And as of right this second, we're not going to be able to see it here in America. And so just like back in the day, Zufa was able to cut a deal with Versus for WEC and have that extra revenue stream when they needed it back then, not so much these days. Um, these days they have that extra revenue stream coming from the likes of Rumble. Uh, PFL in, 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 in this particular you know, scenario is saying, okay, maybe we could have our ESPN deal and we can have our Bellator deal with BBC or God knows who over in Europe or uh, even in America, et cetera, et cetera. Let's see how it plays out. I don't know the answer to this question. All I know is from talking to enough people, this is something that is being considered. Ultimately, does it end up this way? I don't know. We're going to find out, and I can't wait to be able to talk to the likes of Don Davis about this whenever this gets finalized, and and I, I hope it's sooner rather than later. But that would be the reason. So you can get that extra revenue stream for one, two, three years as you're growing your brand. But I mean, philosophically, make no mistake, it makes sense. From a sporting the- standpoint, it's annoying because like you're owned by the same company. Let's, let's see the fight. And maybe you, you work towards like a Super Bowl of sorts at the end of the year where it's like one big championship card on pay-per-view. There's ways to mesh the two. But I, I generally agree with what you're, you're saying, your sentiment. Well, what you're saying all makes sense if Bellator had value. And I think what is clear is they don't have value. Like that is why this is happening. Like if Bellator had a value that could be worth a massive TV deal – then they wouldn't be going out of business or wouldn't be sold off or wouldn't be closing down shop. And so it's, in, in it's, inferior products it's hard being to, given it, out. It's hard to say. I mean, Showtime. There might not be a, efficiencies of scale. That's where it is. It's like if PFL has the infrastructure to support the two things and maybe Showtime and, and Bellator didn't, sure. But I'm just, I'm dubious of the idea that like Bell, the Bellator brand is valuable in the marketplace um, to the point that you would keep it running. I would, I what I would do is obvious and, I don't know the financials. So there's people in within PFL who are going to purchase this. I have much more insight into this and understanding of it than I do. But it feels like enhancing the PFL brand should be number one priority rather sure. than whatever TV deal could be had. My um, my number one idea, I, I stand by it. What I said many months ago is take five guys from Bellator, take five PFL guys, and your season next year is PFL versus yeah, Bellator. That'd be sick. And That'd each each division is ten fighters, and it's you know, pick them AJ and Patricky and Patricia, and they're all going up against the five best in uh, PFL, and and then you 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 fill out the rest of the cards with you know non tournament fights or uh, you put those guys in Europe, et cetera, et cetera. But that's that's to me the best way to use the brand. Invasion. Agreed. Um, let's see. It's going to be a fascinating story to follow. Amit. Hi, Ariel. I always enjoy the Action Bronson interviews. If you could only have, uh, sorry, if you can have any 90s hip-hop artists on the show in studio to talk life in some MMA, who would it be? Wow. Mm. Well, I'll tell you, the the first one that came to mind was Jay-Z. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. Uh, Tupac was one of my favorites, unfortunately, no longer with us. I love Biggie as well. Um... So yeah, Jay-Z would come to mind. I was a big Wyclef Jean fan back in the day. 
Uh, I was a big Warren G fan back in the day. I was a big um, Nas fan back in the day. I was a big Cannabis fan back in the day. Or, or is it Can I Bus? I think it's actually pronounced Can I Bus. Um, you know, second round knockout. Everyone knows that song and loves it. If I had to pick one, I think probably the most fascinating one would be would be Jay Z. What do you think, Rick? As a New York boy who grew up in the rap scene here, from the boogie down. Yeah, Nas. Yeah, you're more of a Nas guy than Jay Z, huh? I'm a Nas guy. I mean, Queens. You know. Yeah. Queens is 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 the home. Home is where the heart is. But it's it. Jay Z is kind of undeniable at this point. The resume, the resume kind of speaks, no? Yeah, and he just like you just don't really see him doing many interviews. I saw him do an interview recently with um, CBS because at the Brooklyn Public Library there's a whole uh, exhibition in his honor, which looks tremendous. Frank, do you have a pick? Which '90s rap star would you love to see on the program? Jay Z. Yeah, I would. You know, I, I would be down to interview as many members of the Wu Tang Clan. You know. That's a good point, too. Let's just bring them all. I mean, like, is there a New York-based rapper that you don't like from the 90s? No, nah, they're all great. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, Kit's Corner. First, a massive thank you to New York Rick. The Wedding Scammer is A-plus stuff. Do you recommend a similar podcast? Okay, The Fights. Do you recommend uh, another podcast, New York Rick? Kit's Corner seemed to like your Wedding Scammer one. It's not like the most of the other ones I listen to are weekly programs, not like an episode of content like that. Uh, but obviously you can't go wrong with cereal, right? The various um, incarnations, iterations Shout of cereal have been great. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one I'm really vibing with the most. The Wedding Scammer is is A++. I want to give a shout out to Peter Kafka of uh, Recode. Uh, he does a podcast uh, for uh, Vox and is the host of the the Recode Pod, and they just did a four part series on Twitter called Land of the Giants. Um, and I think the last one just ran or just got posted, and I heard it's great. So if you're looking for an episodic uh, podcast to follow a series, uh, maybe that one is of interest. And it's not just like the current iteration of Twitter; it's from the beginning to now. So he told me Elon Musk is just in one episode, uh, not an interview with him, but just like the topic of Elon Musk. Anyway, on to the fights. Okay, he says, uh, Kit's Corner does, I had this feeling that Glory and Ryzen are no joke. My feelings were confirmed Saturday night. Yuri versus Alex was great. Everything about it was great. Stare down with some intense stuff. Anyway, it felt like evidence for the UFC. There are promotions out there with guys like that headlining MSG. Okay, yes, there are. Uh, it's not just UFC fighters. There's great fighters all over the world in all kinds of promotions. Two, if the fighter says he was out, let's all just move on. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of fighters that have won a fight after a flash KO, but for the sake of the argument, let's not get into the refereeing this week. Okay, fine. I don't think we really harped on it. I mean, just my feeling that it was a little premature, but uh, I, I, I definitely didn't harp on it as much as I did the Izzy Pereira finish of last year. I feel the rest have a much harder job than the judges. So do I. And every time I talk about Mark Goddard, I always say I think he's the best referee in the game. And you're not wrong. And uh, I, I don't think I am. And it would be like someone saying Ariel Hawani sucks, but he's the best in the game. I can live with that. I can live with that. Or maybe Ariel Hawani's interview with so-and-so suck because how could I be the best if I just suck, period, right? Um, anyway, uh, he continues, they deserve more slack in these cases. Number three, that live show on Friday was awesome. That should be a November ritual moving forward. What about more than just November? What about once a quarter? 
What do you think, Kit's Corner? Um, he's not able to answer back. Yeah, I was just okay. throwing it out there. Uh, James, hey, Ariel and gang, my wife and I had a blast at the live show on Friday. The energy and surprise guests were incredible. I also attended the Ringer meetup last year with the success of the live show. Are there any plans to bring the show on the road? Wouldn't you know it? Yes, there are plenty plans. And uh, we're going to blow this out. Merch tables, surprise guests. We're just getting started, my friends. There's something special here. And it's something that I've wanted to do for quite some time. And, you know, Joe Rogan deserves a lot of credit for this because back in the day, I'm talking like 2008, 2009, 2010, he was a staple with doing a comedy show after the weigh-ins on the Friday before the event. And uh, I always thought that that was brilliant. So if we were in Vancouver, he's doing it. If we're in Denver, he's doing it. If we're in uh, Fort Lauderdale, he's doing it. If we're in Houston, he's doing it, Vegas, etc. There's There's something there because fans are looking for something to do and especially our show is very much geared towards MMA, combat. Um, yeah, it's it's a no-brainer. And may, maybe we're going to all kinds of big events. Maybe we're going to Riyadh for Day of Reckoning. Maybe we're going to Philly for WrestleMania 40. Maybe we're going uh, to Wembley for AEW All Out. You never know. You never know, Frank. But yes, as they like to say in some parts of the world, watch this space. Kai, greetings, Ariel and crew. You've often talked about the creation of an independent MMA Hall of Fame. This is true. If it were up to you, what would be your definitive criteria and eligibility rules for potential inductees? Love the idea of the independent Hall of Fame and hope to see it come to fruition sooner rather than later. Love and respect from Bedfordshire, England. Much love. Well, I like how they do it in other sports where you have to be retired for four years. And that's pretty much it. So there's going to be a plethora of guys who are eligible right off the bat, right? Um, Fedor wouldn't be eligible off the bat because he just fought. But Randy Couture would be. And, uh, you know, Frank Shamrock and Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie and people like that would be. And so, you know, retired every uh, retired for four years. But then there's, you know, other people who don't really fit that mold. Like a, a coach could go in at any time. A promoter can go in at any time. Someone like a Mark Ratner could go in at any time just for the athletes. And maybe it's two years. Maybe we want to expedite it. These, This is like minutia stuff that my committee will work on. Yes, my committee. But mainly what I want to see is probably in Las Vegas, it makes most sense, an actual physical building fans can visit, fighters can visit with a induction ceremony once a year. I don't think this is, I don't think I'm reinventing the wheel here. This isn't a big deal. Independent MMA Hall of Fame, a place where the legends of this sport who have fought from Japan to Australia to Russia to America and everywhere in between a place for them to be recognized, to be remembered, a place for them to visit, a place for us to visit, a place for fans to learn about the history of the sport, even before 1993, to learn about Shudo and Pancras, to learn about, you know, Inoki versus Ali in 1976, I believe it was. Like, just, like, the, the, the roots of mixed martial arts. Who doesn't want to learn about this? Who doesn't want to see, um, you know, uh, an exhibition and on... Uh, you know, 
uh, Vali Tudo and, 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 and Hook and Shoot and women's MMA and the growth. Like, uh, uh, I'm getting all excited just thinking about it. Who doesn't want to see this? So the, the stuff like eligibility and all that, we could get into that. But this needs to happen in my lifetime within the next five years. David, good day, MMA Hour crew. Do you have any update on Nate Diaz? Any chance he returns to the UFC and faces Dustin? The one thing I notice is Dustin always likes or retweets something about Nate, so he clearly wants the matchup as well. He does, but I don't think it happens. I don't think Dustin's next fight is against Nate Diaz. I suspect we see Nate Diaz back in the first quarter of 2024. I don't think it's in the UFC, and I don't think it's against Dustin Poirier. Floyd, hi, Ariel. Hi, Frank. Hi, GC and Rick. Quick one for me. With what's happened last night in the NBA game between the Warriors and the Timberwolves, yes, did you guys see this? Draymond Green with the standing rear naked choke. Shades of Uriah Faber, there it is, against Ivan Menjavar. Shades of Charles Dubronx throughout his career and many others. I mean, look at that. You know, technique wasn't on point, but he had him under the neck there. Look at that. Under the chin, I should say, squeezing on the neck. Draymond Green, we've seen him, you know, throw some... uh, some leather as well. Not really leather, but the fist, Jordan Poole. Anyway, that was crazy. Uh, I would like to know, is there any NBA player before who tried to cross over into the MMA world, like into the UFC? There's been football players. Johnny Morton uh, got involved. Why do I feel like there is? there has been an NBA player? Oh, Nate, well, Nate Robinson was, ba- was boxing. Yes? I know Royce White was flirting with it for a while, right? Of course, right? Did, yes, did yes. Did he ever, ever end up doing it? I don't no, think he did it. No, no. Yeah, we had him on the show back in the ESPN days. Uh, of Iowa State fame, never actually, uh, I don't think he ever played a minute in the NBA because he had some issues. Royce? Really? I think he did, but I think it was a very short career. Uh, There is, of course, James Johnson, you know, the the black belt who played for the Miami Heat for a very long time, uh, boasted the fact that he was 7-0 in MMA and 20-0 in kickboxing. Some people called cap, other people didn't. Do you remember this? (laughs) I do. Yeah, he's one of those guys that was always like the notorious like locker room guys you don't want to mess with, like Udonis Haslam's of the world and stuff. So he always came up. Uh, I just checked real quick. Uh, he played three games in the games. NBA. Three games um, and averaged three minutes for Sacramento. Yeah, and was like a huge prospect coming out, you know, highly touted, and, and it just didn't go his way. There was the he did fight. He did fight in LFA. Now it's all coming really? back to me. There December 2021. He so lost to Daquan Buckley. Royce White, there's our guy. There's our guy. Uh, is there, are there any others? I feel like there's there's another one. NBA to MMA. I mean, you've long talked about there's the the, the connection, the the daughter of Grant Hill uh, fighting. Oh, in Myla MMA, Hill, not, yeah, she's great. You know, um, it's not quite exactly on the nose, but no. Part of the pun. I don't feel like oh, NBA no, nice. bodies yeah. lend themselves to MMA as much as football bodies. It's just a different, oh, different thing. I mean, the best is when you when you see them like punching the bag, hitting mitts and stuff, and they're so athletic, they're so talented, and they're so awkward and uncoordinated uh, when they do that. It's very. There was like one time I think the Rockets went to the PI, and we saw uh, I think it was James Harden, and Russell Westbrook hitting the bag. I was like, what is going on here? This is crazy. Uh, shout out to Michael Carter Williams, who loves to partake in a little jujitsu action. Shout out to Darren Williams, who uh, obviously competed in that uh, boxing match uh, a little over a year ago on the MVP card. Um, Chris Stapps, I know, likes to do a little jujitsu himself. So people dabble, but not like a full-time transition. Anyway, um, this gentleman goes on I to mean, write. Uh, 
uh, Darren Williams boxing. I just said that, bro. Oh, sorry, I missed it. A bit, I was trying to do some no, research no, no, on this. No. I, yeah, I no. it. Sorry, sorry, yes, sorry, yes, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Frank Gore, Dar Frank Gore. Yeah, legend. Um, Green already showed us his skills with a Superman punch against Pool in a training session, and now the standing RNC could be a good candidate. Yeah, he's 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 a fighter, no doubt about that. Um, Alex, team, the joy you continually bring to my life is incalculable. Thank you, and thanks to you, Ariel. You've had Michael Rappaport in studio. You've had action twice. You had Steve-O. These have been outstanding interviews with deep MMA fans and also refreshing because of their trades and distance from the fighters' lifestyles. After speaking with Steve-O, please, 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 please at least reach out to Anthony Kiedis for an in-studio interview. A fascinating pacifist, artist, and early prelim spectator, he's always moved on stage like he trains. He even writes lyrics like, I've got to find my way to the light-heavy middleweight. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds pretty cool. I'm positive it would be a fascinating interview and well-received. And if Anthony's unavailable, hit up Travis Barker because we know he's in. Hello, Travis. Hope you're sleeping well and cozy in your bed. Blessings to you all. Uh, if you type in on YouTube, Travis Barker, Ari Hawani, there is an interview with me and him from the ESPN days. I hope it's still up. Do you guys think it's not up anymore? I think it's there. Ari Hawani. I think Alex forgot Maynard James Keenan, that was on there, and I think he erased it by accident. Okay. So let's put that on the list. Um, yes, the Travis Barker interview is there. That was that was quite the thrill. I was a huge Blink-182 fan back in the day. I, I went through a bit of a um, like an alternative music day uh, when I was a kid, like a phase. Um, them, Limp Bizkit. I was a big Limp Bizkit guy, believe it or not. I uh, had the really baggy shorts. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is everybody. You know that? Um, who else did I love? Uh, I love The Strokes. Did you like The Strokes, Frank? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. No. Killers? Mm-mm. Hmm. 12.51 is the time to have fun. Big Third Eye Blind fan, from what I understand? Sure. Chicken the China, the Chinese chicken. Watch the next files That's when you hit um, three years down. <laughs> it's, no, it's not. Isn't is it? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. In any event. Um who was that guy you mentioned? Is that from that band that you like, Tool? Yeah. He's mm. fans of Nate Diaz. I, f I feel like it's I feel Arizona. like it's a little too you know, that, that Tool's a little lowbrow for us, no? Wow. It, or isn't too like wow wait your mic's not working anymore what, bah, with the ba the bang a dang diggy 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 to the boogie to the jump shout out to kid rock being shout at, out uh, 295 by the way kid rock would be a fun one right yeah i think so now this is for the questions that don't have any answers the midnight dance da, 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 da. anyway uh i would love that i love all those conversations those would be uh those would be very fun uh anthony kiedis is uh red hot chili peppers yes that's right how long, how long shall I know? Suck my kiss. The separate my tongue. Is that the right song? Yeah. Right band? Yes. And then there's uh, Can't Stop Addicted to the Bing Ding. There you go. And what was the T.J. Dillashaw uh, walkout near Creek? It was, uh, was it? You know that one? I don't. <laughs> Come on. Your renditions are great. I don't remember which one he walked out to. TJ. Actually. 
No, the I know. Dream I, of and... Californication. So you know all the songs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, I don't, that's uh, I don't Californication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one, that one, that one. That's the... the. Was that what he walked out to, though? That's the yes. thing. I don't know. It was that? Okay. He was can't stop addicted to the ding, ding. Damn phone to bring the ding, ding. Down 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 Remember that? Is that Californication? <laughs> or is that a different song? No, your version. I hope Anthony doesn't story. see this clip. Uh, you know yourself, Anthony. You'd love to come on. We'd love to have you. Uh, where's he at these days? Can you book that for us, Frank? Done and done. Sweet. What um, you were just singing is uh, Can't Stop. Uh, Keep saying the name of the songs <laughs> and while you're singing them. Yeah, but is that not Californication? Is that a different song? Different song. Sheesh. All right, fine. Be that way. Um, but yes, anyone is welcome here. We welcome all, and we'd love to talk to all of them. Uh, thank you very much to Kraken for their support. Thanks to Frank for all the uh, moderation as always we like frank's moderating skills and we like him in moderation whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> uh tremendous stuff still to come on today's program jake paul back into the show three thirty. myra buena silva number one contender in the women's bantamweight division andre ward coming up the SOG, and of course, Benoit Saint-Denis, the god of war himself, the pride of France, in studio in about 45 minutes' time. But now, let us go to one of the big winners of UFC 295. He is the pride of Perth. His nickname is Astro Boy, 2-0 now in the UFC. Steve Ursay, kind enough to join us via the magic of Zoom. Hello, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it very much. Uh, you're still in America, but not in New York. You're in D.C., correct? No, so I've actually, I'm in Orlando right now. Oh. Well, that was a great one. At oh. Disneyland. Um, I got the, I do, I can't miss this one, so. Sorry. Oh. Can't hear me? Uh, you, you froze on us Can for a second, me? but you're back now. You're back now. You're Sorry. in Orlando. Yeah, at the moment, I, yeah, I'm in Orlando. I'm at Disneyland right now. Um, oh. I was doing stuff with my partner and then I got the call that I'm doing this and I was like, well, Hatler will be angry if I don't go to Disneyland and um, I, I definitely want to do this. So make the best of both worlds. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry for taking you away from Disneyland. I had no idea. Uh, and we won't keep you very long. First time at Disneyland? First time in Orlando at Disney World, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I was going to say uh, Disneyland is California. Yeah. Disney World is uh, Orlando. Have you ever been to the one in California? I've been to the one in California, yeah, I went, uh, I think I went last year, actually, when I was supposed to come over for the Contender Series. Okay. Um, but yeah. The Orlando one is much better anyway. Uh, and this is what, this is a is thing, it? this is a thing in America. You win a big sporting event, you go to Disney World, <laughs> so this is what you're doing. You won at MSG, off to Disney World. Was that part of the plan? You weren't going to go if you didn't win. Uh, I'm surely going to go either way. It's not about me anymore. Okay. It's about my partner, so... Yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, well, congratulations on the win. Hard-fought victory. Uh, in the aftermath, when you met with the press, you didn't seem all that happy with the uh, the fight. You didn't like that you got dropped. You didn't You didn't like that, you know, it, it got a little close towards the end. Do you feel a little bit better about it a few days removed? Uh, I did watch it, and I feel like it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but I don't like the last round because it was very boring. I don't like boring fights, but... I did what I thought I had to do. I didn't want to be put in a spot where 
I get knocked over or something stupid and I lose a round that way. So I did what I did in the last round to make sure I sort of get the win. And the second round was just, I got a little bit too eager after I dropped him in the first. I, um, yeah, I, I, I thought I could just touch him and knock him out in the second if I, like, if I just brushed it and got hit for it. So that's my bad. Okay. Was it because uh, you were maybe underestimating him, underestimating his power, his skills? Why did that happen? Uh, I think because I dropped him in the first round. I wasn't trying to hit hard in the first round. I was trying to touch him and get my range and all that sort of stuff, and he fell over. And after he, I, I knocked him down, I went, oh, well, I can just hit him with whatever I want, and the fight's going to end. So I just got too full of myself, I think. Okay. Drop. Um, but it yeah. all worked out. Um, and, and you got to fight on a massive stage. What was that like for you, fighting at MSG? Did you care about that? I, sometimes I think we make a big deal yeah. about it here in America, but to someone from Perth, perhaps it means nothing. No, I mean, heaps to me. I, I, like, you watch Muhammad Ali, he's fought there, Rocky Marciano, there's all these like amazing fighters that are fought in, at MSG, and to be one of those guys, especially on my second ever fight, was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I saw right before... You might have been in New York already. You were on the... Um, the, the, the Fox Sports Australia UFC show, and you had Alex Volkanovsky yep. and Dan Hooker asking you questions, interviewing you. Is that surreal for yep. you to, to be in a position where these two legends of your region are, are giving you all these props? Volkanovsky was very, I saw the interview, he was very complimentary. He, he said that he DM'd you a few fights ago when you were outside of the UFC. Is, is that a surreal thing for a, uh, a young fighter coming out of that region? Yeah, definitely. The two guys I've definitely looked up to for a long time. Um, and I thought the funniest part of the whole thing was they introduced themselves. Like, I didn't know who they were. Yeah. I was just, it was so, it was very cool. Um, yeah, the fact that they even know who I am is amazing. So to do an interview with them, um, yeah, it was sick. Yeah. Uh, why do they call you Astro Boy? It's not a good story. So my, well, brainstorming nicknames a long time ago. And I brought up Wonder Boy um, because of Stephen Thompson, basically. And then my girlfriend, sorry, my coach's girlfriend basically said, well, what about Astro Boy? And that was it. That, that's the whole story. Not a good story at all. Just wow. sort of stuff. It is a tremendous yeah. nickname. I like it very much. I don't know what it really represents, but it's great. It's catchy. Yeah, I, people seem to use it a lot. My mom hated it to start with, but it wasn't tough enough. She wanted Ruthless or something. Um, but yeah, this one stuck and people seem to like it. So there you go. Uh, your your demeanor at times kind of reminds me a little bit of a, of a Ryan Hall because you're kind of like the antithesis <laughs> of what you think of a fighter, big, tough. You are not ruthless. Like if you were a ruthless Steve yeah. Ersig, I don't think it would have fit. Do, do you agree with that and do you try to play that up as well? I don't try to play it up. Um, I do agree with your point, but I think it suits because that's who I am. I think people are very good at being person. Uh, if I wasn't this part, I don't think it would work very well. So, uh, it's that Disney Wi-Fi. New York Rick knows all about it. Might have lost him. It would have been great if he was on the uh, "It's a Small World After All" ride. Do you guys ever do that? You don't think he was? Right now, I don't think he was. No, we're do you getting think... him again. All right. It's a small world. That's one of my favorites. After all, it's a small world. That's one of the best. I mean, it's not that thrilling. It's not that exhilarating. But you go through and you see all the, the different countries and the languages. It's one of the first rides that we went on when I went with my kids in 2019. Anyway, what a year for Steve Ersig. Uh, 2-0 in the UFC. Uh, came into the UFC earlier this year. Uh, was... Uh, 
originally supposed to fight Clayton Carpenter back in May. That fight fell through and uh, made his debut in June. Do you see me now, Steve? Yeah. All right, you're back. Um, so how would yeah, you... Yeah, sorry, guys. No problem, no problem. Um, how would you describe this year for you? Were you thinking at the beginning of 2023 you'd be in the UFC a couple fights under your belt, or has all of this been a pleasant surprise? Well, I did expect to be here earlier in the year. I was supposed to be on the contender and all that sort of stuff was supposed to happen, and then um, obviously my visa got denied. And Yeah, it was... I don't know how to explain it. I thought I should be here, and then all of a sudden... I wasn't here, and it was just a huge, amazing experience, the fact that I did get put in when I got put in. Why did your visa get denied? Did you get any of that? Sorry? Yeah, I got it all. I got it all. I still don't know. Okay. Yeah, so I still don't know. Um, they didn't tell me, and then eventually it just came through. So. Okay. Uh, it all worked out. Um, this is a doozy. He's frozen on us again. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, no. I guess we'll try to reconnect one more time. We're going to find a solution for this. Okay. Yeah, maybe dial him up on the phone. Doesn't have a data plan, you know, traveling overseas. Ah, yeah, you know, know yourself. Data. I guess my my frustration is why pitch him to come on the show if like he, you know i don't want to bother a guy when he's on vacation steve are you there yeah i'm sorry no internet was very good and now it's not very good no it happens listen it's uh that damn Flor florida internet um so you said yeah you're, you're not sure you're not sure why uh, it got denied but it's all good now yeah exactly they didn't say give me a reason but it's fine now okay cool uh by the way what was it like you get this big win in msg and like seconds later um, you have the uh, the American Trump come. They have the Avengers come out, and you're just kind of like uh, brushed off to the side there. Um, obviously, I'm disappointed. I wanted to talk to Joe Rogan. Uh, he's probably retiring soon, and probably wants my last chance to get that opportunity. But it is what it is. Yeah. I get to see Trump walk in. So that's cool. Did you <laughs> cross paths with him? Like, did was he walking in, and you're walking out? Nah, not quite. I'm, yeah, they kept me away from him as much as possible <laughs> okay well yeah we, with the whole yeah. visa thing it's probably you know in their best interest yeah i'm a bad i'm a bad man that's for sure that's right um <laughs> uh what do you what do you think about what's next for you do you have any uh plans on when you want to fight again i want to fight in february um, i want to get at least three fights next year so yeah what i don't know where that is i know Volk's fighting so i was hoping it might but it looks like it might be la but february would be my ideal and uh, any opponent in mind? I want somebody in the top 15. I I don't really have anybody. Some People have been throwing out Tim Elliott, so that'd be a cool fight. Um, yeah, somebody like that, Tim Elliott, maybe. Why didn't you fight on the uh, Sydney card? I had an injury before the last fight, and then um, I made the mistake of telling the UFC about it, and so they wouldn't let me fight until I got it cleared. So uh. that was, yeah, that was my mistake. Could you have fought on that card? I could have, but I had an injury that wasn't healed at the time and wouldn't have been healed at the time. Okay, all right. Was that was it hard for you yeah. to be in the UFC but not fight on the uh, Australia card? Because I didn't fight in Sydney, I got to fight on MSG, so it worked out much better. That's a that's a great way of looking yeah. at it. And uh, do you train? Is, is your father part of your training as well? 
it was working out so well there. All right, well, we got to learn a little bit about Steve. And uh, maybe we'll do it when he's... Uh, well, let's reconnect one more time. All right. Um, <laughs> someone in the YouTube chat says, imagine <laughs> if Iron Turtle's Wi-Fi is like this. Would be devastating. DeSantis chewed through the wires. I think Iron Turtle's going to be on Ethernet. Florida Gators got abnormally large modern datas. Harold, you got to bring up the Google Maps of the tire shop Alex Pera worked at years ago. You can still see him there. Is that true? Yeah. You didn't see that? No. It went viral yesterday. Serious? Yes. I'll you pull can, up the picture for you. You can actually see him working? Him or someone that looks very similar to him. Come on. Because you saw he posted a picture where he went back to the tire shop. I don't believe this. What are the chances that the Google Maps picture is of him? Uh, pretty high because it looks like they are. Come on, let me see unless that. The, unless there was some Photoshop at play, unless we're getting fooled. 1,000% Photoshop. You're looking at it right now? No, I'm just guessing that it's Photoshop. Just, just search Pereira Tire Shop in uh No, I want the world to see this with Twitter. me. Um, oh, okay. Brandon, yeah. this is Masvidal's Wi-Fi. Victor, Republican Internet, consequences of DeSantis' cost-cutting. Hey, don't talk about my party like that, all right? Come on, shout out to Tucker. Poor Stevie, man. Yeah. The Florida salty air is destroying the Wi-Fi signal. In this day and age, do we seriously need Wi-Fi? I mean, how else are you supposed to connect? Austin. Ariel is trying his best to hold it together. Not doing a great job. I'm sweating here. Wow. <laughs> like you were kind of composed. You know? Was I? Does it feel better when you're staring at yourself in the big screen? Oh, it feels great. That's the best part. Is that it? Are we just not going to reconnect with him? No, we're trying. That's fine. I mean, he's... I think he may have gotten on uh, It's a Small World. Uh, <laughs> uh, he said, you know what? F this. Um, I just, just what, yesterday I texted you guys. This yeah. would be fun, right? Well, just, yeah, I said, I can't wait for Stevie. Just tell me. Just tell me he's on vacation. Like, what? Uh, how's the press? We were told, we were told New York. We were told D.C. We were told D.C., yep. Then yep. we were told... Orlando, I mean, <laughs> about to hop on Space Mountain over here. I feel bad. We're interrupting the vacay. A hundred percent. What is uh, going on with the? Good, man. What the, is there anything big happening? Nothing crazy so far. Okay. Do we have the uh, the tire pick? Yeah, I'm working on it, man. Right, I'm just gonna do it myself. No, I'm trying to trying to talk to you. <laughs> trying to you know. Oh, you mean talking and typing? Make some edits. To, to where we're on. over here pulling them up. Okay, twelve years ago, Alex Pera was snapped on Google Maps. This can't be true. Yes. Saving to the system. Um, that's him. That's not him. That's what they claim. That's what they say. I'm buying this. Watch, I'm about to pull up. He he went and revisited it. I mean, it looks like him, dude. Wait, he went back to the same spot. Yeah, I'm about to pull it up for you. Okay, so it looks like we're not getting Steve back. Should I move on with my life? We're still uh, trying. We're getting an update. I think he's on Tower of Terror now. <laughs> one time, by the way, New York Rick and I went on one of those things. What was it? He's not still there, is he? We went on, um, when the UFC was in Anaheim one time, we went at night, and it was the one where like the uh, the elevator goes up and then it falls down. Correct, Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. Was it ter this was crazy. This, this, this gave me a glimpse into New York Rick's soul. I'm yelling. Ah, he's laughing. This guy's laughing. 
Yeah, New York is the kind of guy he's like, yeah, I'm, I, I put on uh, Chucky on the TV to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psycho behavior. All right, here we go. I got the picks. Here okay, we go. let's go, let's go. So this is him revisiting it. There he is, looking great. This is this is recent? This is recent, yes. This is after his success. Okay. This this is what they claim, I think, 2011. <laughs> <laughs> what? As you can see right here. Yeah. And then uh, right there, that's what they claim to be Alex Pereira. It's the same place. Wow. A nice new paint job. That is crazy. What do you? So what do you think? Uh, Rick is now blowing me up. He says that he uh, he does actually watch horror movies to go to sleep. Yeah, you nailed it. What an insane person. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's real. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the belief that it's real. That is amazing. I mean, it's not that crazy. He definitely worked there. Who finds that? Who finds that? I don't know. How does someone stumble upon that? I don't think they stumbled upon it. I think they photoshopped it. Yeah, we got Steve back, though. Oh, we do? Okay, let me just properly say goodbye yeah, to he's him. He's in a new spot. He's in a oh, new wow. spot. You might have a second with him. All right, all right. Hey, Steve! Hello. How you doing? Wow. Uh, again, I apologize. Super unprofessional, my bad. No, this is one of the best debuts in yeah. the history of the show. This is going to go down in history. <laughs> yeah, I'm this sure. is fantastic. I'm sure. Where are you yeah. now? Where are you now? I've just moved to a different spot. It's just, yeah, I don't know how long it's going to last, if it's going to last. but No, no. Yeah. Just tell me this. What's on the itinerary for today? What rides do we have to go on? Uh, when the Haunted Mansion, um, we just did the Frontierland, uh, whatever that's called, and then Space Mountain. They're the big one, uh, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, Space Mountain, longest line. Uh, enjoy your vacation. <laughs> we'll do this when you're in a better spot. Congratulations yeah. on the win, and very nice to meet you. Thank you. Sorry again. No problem. No day. problem. No problem. There he is, the great Steve Ursig. Astro Boy, what do you think of that lineup there, New York Rick? What do you say? Space Mountain, longest line. Uh, I didn't know the the first one that he mentioned. Frontier something? What is that? You guys... Uh... Yeah, Frontierland. Yeah, what is that? He was probably on the railroad ride. Oh, They right. had like a faster... Yeah, they used to have Splash Mountain, which now doesn't exist. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Uh, some good... Uh... Some good commentary in the chat right now. This interview is going to put Steve on the map. Remember that? <laughs> Was Splash Mountain canceled? Uh, why did it get canceled? I don't know. I don't keep up on Disney World. Uh, New York Rick says that one time he called in to the show from Frontierland. Just hopped uh, off the log ride. I don't remember, I remember him that. calling in yeah. from Disney. Do you? Uh, yeah. Then he brought us uh, some cool gifts. Now, this is unfair from Sean. He's saying that he learned nothing from that interview. I don't, I don't think that's fair. We learned how he got his nickname. We learned how he felt about not getting a post-fight interview. We learned that he's courteous when his Wi-Fi isn't doing well. He tried his hardest. So, I mean, he went to a different location. We learned that he is not in D.C. or New York. He's in Orlando because his partner wanted to go to Disney World. He's been to Disneyland, but never Disney World. I think it's actually unfair to say we learned nothing. He, we learned he didn't opt in for the data plan while traveling abroad. <laughs> respect. And how he got his name. Uh, I said that already. God. Oh. I'm a bigger Steve Ursig fan than I was 30 minutes ago. I can tell you that. Uh, we learned about his, uh, his visa issues that have been rectified. We learned why he didn't fight in Sydney. We learned that he's an Ali and Marciano fan. I mean, I think there's a lot there. You learned too much. We should have saved some for the next thing. <laughs> uh, well, in a moment, we're going to be joined by Andre Ward and still to come, Benoit Saint-Denis in studio. And still to come, 
Jake Paul along with Myra Bueno Silvation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Weili is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, I said at the top of the show, always adore talking to our next guest, one of the most brilliant minds in the history of boxing and, dare I say, combat sports. He has a new book that just came out called Killing the Image. He had a documentary that came out just a few months ago on Showtime Sports. Uh, we're learning more about Andre Ward post-retirement than we ever did while he was fighting, and I'm glad that we are because he's one of the most fascinating people in the history of boxing. He's kind enough to join us right now via the Magic of Zoom to talk about it. Hello, Andre. How are you? Brother, good to see you. Good to be back on. How you doing? Yes, it is great to see you as always, and thank you for the time. Why is it, Andre, that we are learning so much more about you now when there is Obviously, money to be made from these things, but you know, in the promotional game, you want to learn about someone as they're coming up in the boxing ranks, in the fighting ranks, and you were such a closed book for all those years, and now we're just learning everything about you post-fighting. Why is it now that this is happening? Well, I think you know, there's a time and a place for everything, and I think that you know, when the world, when I first burst onto the world scene in 2004, man, I'm fresh out of the streets. You know, I just given my life to God. I'm a young father and a young, you know, married man. I'm trying to figure life out, and. I didn't think it was right to sort of lead with the horror stories and, you know, the things that, you know, family history and all these different things. And I sort of stayed at on that trajectory throughout the course of my career. And then you start to realize, you know, you know how this stuff is. Ariel, like, you know, every every everything isn't for everybody. And certain media members, man, they're objective. They do a great job. And, you know, you 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 can respect them and you know that what you say is going to be printed or 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 uh refurbished you know the right way but then there's a lot of guys out there you cannot trust with that this story is sacred to me i knew i was going to tell it one day but i wanted it to be told right and now is the right time um do you feel like if you were more open with your story to the world to the media throughout your fighting career that you would have made more money it's possible i mean who's to say you know um but what i did see was a lot of guys tell their whole life story and sometimes nothing happens because of it you just know more about the person. So I've always been a little bit different. And, you know, I tried to be very sensitive about these things. Like, this is my life story. This is my family story. 
And it wasn't until, you know, several years ago that I got my mother's blessing to tell that story. This is a woman that's been through a lot. And just because I'm promoting a fight, that's not a good reason for me to go ahead and air everything out. My father's past. It took me a long time to come to peace with, can I tell his story? And then how do I tell his story? So there's a lot of layers that don't make this process very simple. It's not as easy as just, oh, you should have told it earlier. It's, hey, I wasn't ready. Mom wasn't ready. Dad's not here. And then how do you tell it? Do you feel comfortable now? It's all out there, right? The doc is out there. The book is out there. How do you feel about the fact that the world knows so much more about you now? It's a bit strange, but it, but it, but it's, you know, it's also gratifying. And, you know, um, I think hearing the feedback and the testimonies and people relating and, you know, chiming in and, and being encouraged and being inspired, that's the part that makes it all worth it for me. I don't think, you know, doing these kind of things will ever be comfortable for me. Like I said, the era I was raised in in the 80s, we just didn't do stuff like this. It's a totally different world. Um, but I see the benefit and the benefit and the fruit that, that that we're bearing from going through this process makes it all worth it. I told you that I love the doc. It was uh, it was great. And we learned so much about you there. If someone watched that and hasn't had a chance to get the book yet, why should they get the book? Like if they feel like they know the Andre Ward story, what what are they going to learn in this? And you don't have to obviously, you know, tell everything right here and now, but like, why is this a compliment to the the film as opposed to just like a duplicate of what we learned in the film? For sure. No. And, and, you know, the doc and the book, like we, you know, you can't, necessarily predict that it's going to come out like that but i'm happy it did because the doc was uh we 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 touched on certain things sort of superficially you got 90 some odd minutes to try to get it done um we lived in certain areas like injury and you know kovalev one kovalev two a little bit longer but life history personal struggle and the depth in which uh, uh, that I got to with using drugs, experiment with drugs, alcohol, trying to numb, you know, depression and uh, anxiety, not even really knowing what those things were. But in hindsight, that's what I was doing, taking you down that that dark road and then helping you understand how I came out of it. That's what the book is about. And then understanding those around me, mom, dad, family members and overcoming those generational curses and the things that really I wasn't supposed to make it out of. So the the doc was amazing for what it was worth, but the book takes you a little bit, de- a lot deeper, and it just helps you live in certain moments a lot longer and introduces new scenes that you've never heard before. How long ago were you using drugs and alcohol to numb anxiety, depression, and things like that? Yeah, this is I'm 16, 17, 18, and, you know, this was the this was a very dark period for me because, you know, I've been raised, you know, as this phenom to become a gold medalist and a world champion. And it sounds crazy to the average person to to talk about those kind of things when you're that young, but that was a realistic goal for us. We used to count on our hands, hey, nine years, eight years, seven years. And every day I worked toward that goal. I didn't go hang out with my friends after school. I came home to do homework and then I was off to the gym. So very regimented lifestyle. Then I started seeing the struggles that my dad had. And you start to build up resentment. You start to understand that hey that was a lie you said that you weren't high and it was just this but it really was this and then here comes the resentment here comes the rebellion <clears throat> and i just got to a point where i didn't care about boxing i was over i didn't want to box i didn't care about the olympics in fact i said that and i talk about this in the book but i'm grateful for virgil not giving up on me i'm grateful for my mother as she turned the corner in her personal life chasing me down calling me son you gotta stop i don't know what you're doing but you gotta stop I'm, i've been praying for you and i just feel like something's off all those things that irritated me, things that I was running from, but things that I needed. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. 
what was the turning point? How did you get back on the right path? Man, it was just, uh, I like to say that, that God was giving me a whooping. I was getting whooped. And, you know, things were sort of getting predicted and they were happening. Birds would tell me, you're not going to get away with anything. Like, that's fine if you don't want to box, but you can't live this way. And he would always say, God has his hand on you. I didn't fully understand that. And in fact, I resented that because at this time period between like, you know, 2001-ish and 2003, I lost my father during that time. So I'm not only starting to experiment with drugs and alcohol, but now I lost the closest person to my life and I don't have answers. So I don't want anything to do with God. I don't want anything to do with boxing. And he just continued to sort of predict what was going to happen to me. And then it would happen. Man, you're, you're, you're not going, you're going to get in trouble. if you get, I, Then it would happen. And those things were just speaking to me. And I just felt God sort of closing in on me. And it just got to a point one summer where I just threw my hands up. I literally had just had enough. And I began to call out and ask for forgiveness and ask for a second chance. The title of the book is called Killing the Image which I think is a really interesting title, especially considering your backstory. Why did you pick that? Well, it sort of chose me. You know, I was uh, just talking to my pastor one day and we're just talking about, you know, mentorship and talking to the young guys. I was like, man, sometimes these guys don't understand it. Like I've been there already. I've done what they've done and probably worse. He's like, Dre, you got to kill the image. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, no, no, who you are is real, but it's just not who you've always been. It's okay to tell that story. And even though I had given my life to God several years earlier, and even though I hadn't been walking that life for a long time, there's still a lot of shame that I had to overcome to have the confidence to tell my story. Part of it was media. Hey, this isn't for y'all. I'm going to tell my story one day. But some of it was shame. And I didn't even know it was shame because you know how it is. You look back on those younger years, and you're like, dude, you idiot. Like, what were you doing? Like, how could you have lived like that? And I had to overcome that shame. And the only way I was going to overcome it was to open my mouth and begin to tell it. And so it, my, my pastor calls it telling on yourself, hmm. speaking about these things openly. And whatever the, the response is, that has nothing to do with me, but I got to get this out so I can fully heal. So uh, as I've said, uh, in the last few months, you've been very busy, and it's so great to learn so much about one of the, the true icons of this game. And this has been such a great year for boxing, but there's been one component to me that has been somewhat depressing, and that's from like a media standpoint, and I'll explain why. I believe it was in July... A great week of boxing. Uh, Spence Crawford on the Saturday, just a few days prior, it's Naoya Inoue against Stephen Fulton in Japan. And I believe you were calling that fight for ESPN, middle of the night over there, and it was great. And then I believe it was the next day, correct me if I'm wrong if my timeline is wrong, you dropped this graphic on us like, I'm out, peace. There was no talks of you like potentially leaving. It was just like a great card. Inoue steals the show, all that. And then Andre Ward, one of the best, if not the best active analyst in the game right now, I truly believe that as far as like former fighter turned TV analyst, is just out? What the hell happened? Can you tell us the truth here? What the hell happened, Andre? How could you have left? How could they have let you leave? You are such a credit yeah. to that broadcast and they are missing you sorely. Man, I, first of all, I appreciate that. And um, um, it was actually the Jared Anderson fight okay. in Toledo, Ohio. I think that was a week or two before, but my, my everything, else, everything else is accurate though. And, you know, listen, my contract was up and we they weren't going to renew and we didn't we weren't able to come to terms on a new deal. And I sort of kind of knew that was coming, you know, like like more so from my personal life and thick conversations I've had with my mentor, my pastor and stuff. I just kind of knew that the season was shifting, but it wasn't confirmed yet. And then when we didn't renew with ESPN, it was confirmed and. I seem to have a knack with leaving that way, sort of abruptly. I don't know what that is, but 
Um, so it was like a, you know, retirement 2.0. And I struggled with it from that standpoint. And, you know, for a couple of days I, before, prior to, I'm like, man, I'm doing it again. Here I am going to leave again. Nobody knows. And I'm just out, like you just said. And I wasn't like happy or comfortable with that. But I'm at peace with the decision. And I miss my guys, man, Joe and uh, Bernardo and Kriegel and Tim and my guy, Mike McQuaid, the head guy over there, man. They've, they've been just such a blessing to me, man. Those guys are awesome. I miss them. But seasons change, man. Maybe I'll come back at some point in time. But right now, it's it's a good time for me, Ariel, to 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 exhale a little bit. Because post-retirement, and I mean right after I retired, I hit the ground running. I started production for the documentary, was shooting a movie Creed, was working for HBO. Then I did the, you know, hosted the contender show. Then I started working for ESPN. Then I'm working on the book. And it's important for me to have another mission, right? It's like a soldier. I've always had a mission and then you snatch that away. It's tough to deal sometimes. So I needed to stay busy. But right now, I think it's time to take a step back, exhale, get the book in as many hands as possible, talk about it, but just kind of regroup for the top of the year. Do you think you'll ever go back to TV? Uh, it's possible, yeah. It just has to be the right situation. You know, I would always love to come back to ESPN. I know that's always a home for me. And, um, but, you know, I, I think it's important too to, to let people know because some people are coming down on ESPN and they fired me. My contract was just up and we mm -hmm. just didn't come to terms and get it and, and, and renew the deal. That's all that was. Okay. But I sorely miss my guys and, um, I'm always going to have my, my my hands in the game in some kind of respect. Boxing is my baby, and it's given me a life that I never thought I could have. How, how do you feel about the current state of things from a business standpoint? Because we're just left with DAZN and ESPN here in America now. Showtime is gone at the end of the year. As you know, HBO gone for several years. And, and I feel like that's tough for the fighters because when you don't have a lot of places where you can go shop around— uh, there's not a lot of places to negotiate with and get the most amount of money. And so how do you feel about where we stand from a business standpoint going into 2024? Not happy about it. Very concerned. Um, you know, this I'm, I'm getting the HBO vibes all over again when they went out of business. It's sort of like dis shock and disbelief. And then, you know, you sort of start getting sad about it. You know, I grew up watching, you know, Mike Tyson and Holyfield and, and those guys on Showtime and then had my opportunity to fight on Showtime. And Steven Espinoza and Nima, these guys have done a great job. I know they'll land on their feet. My biggest concern is not for the talent of the sport. We have the best talent in the world, and boxing is in great hands with the young crop that's coming up. But my question is, is it going to be on the proper platform? Not just a platform where you can watch it, but something that gives you big fight feels. And even if it's just a regular fight, get that fight feel. Like HBO used to have, you know, the the theme music. Duh, 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 duh. Like, that's what I grew up watching. That gave me goosebumps. I could see myself walking to the ring listening to that. That's the type of platform that we need, and I just hope we get it. Yeah, I hope so as well. It's going to be a fascinating time. Uh, and even as we're speaking right now, uh, there's this gigantic press conference going on in London. Have you heard about this? This day of reckoning press conference uh, being put together by Saudi Arabia with all these big... It seems like the fans are saying, and my sentiment was, wow, this is great. This is a deep card. This is a UFC-esque card. But there's always a caveat. Why isn't Joshua fighting Wilder at the top? They're right there. They're both on the same card. Why aren't they fighting each other? How do you feel about this uh, piece of news that is transpiring as we speak, the, the, the construction of this card, yet the two top dogs aren't fighting each other at the top? Well, I, I think from what I'm hearing that they will, you know, uh, given that these two guys get through their next fight. You know, it's an opportunity for both fighters to shake off some ring rust and sort of build the fight. You know, that's that's a historical thing in the sport, make a little money and then sort of 
build up for the fight with one another. Now I'm going to be disappointed if they don't fight because I know Wilder wants it. I've heard Wilder speak out about it. Joshua's been quiet. So I love it. I think it's great. Saudi's been, you know, putting a lot of big money behind boxing. And, and I love that. Um, my thing is, is just get it on after these preliminary fights. That's when things start getting sticky is when things are rumored to happen. If you, there's no reason you guys should be on the same card. If, if you guys aren't fighting next, hmm. there are some people, that's who, right. That's where the indictment come in at that point. Right. So there are some people who don't love how influential Saudi Arabia is in boxing. Why do you love it? Well, I just like the fact that they're putting on boxing. I'm not going to get into anything political, but I appreciate what they just did, even with, you know, the Indanu and Tyson Fury fight. Like some people will balk at that, but like you got eyeballs watching that stuff. And I liked it. I liked the show. I like what they did. And, and you know, I appreciate them, you know, putting their money where their mouth is and giving guys an opportunity to fight in, in a different part of the world. So what about our guy, Francis? Were you shocked that he did that? Can we give him his flowers? No one thought that, right? You, you, even you, even you, one of the brightest minds in the history of the game, could not have foreseen that. I didn't see that at all. I'm, I'm typically right on or somewhere in the ballpark. And I was at a gym, and I didn't give him a shot. <laughs> in the first two or three rounds, I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, Fury's going to carry him. He's going to give the people in Saudi their money's worth, and then he's going to step it up and finish them midway through the fight, six, seven, somewhere around there. I go get on the Stairmaster. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my 20, 30 minutes, but I'm looking over, and I'm like, I don't see anybody reacting. The fight's not over. So I yell over. I'm like, the, the fight's still going? And the look on their face, they, they look, they said, oh, yeah, it's going, and, and, and Fury may be losing. I'm like, no, I get off the Stairmaster. Right after that, he gets dropped. I, I just couldn't believe it, and it was a legitimate knockdown. Yeah. Fury said he trained 12 weeks. I don't know what to make of it. But Indanu, if that's the proper way to say his name, yeah, yeah. and I, I got to give him his credit, man. I mean, I got to give him his credit. He deserves every bit of what he's getting. I know he's going to have another big fight or two. Uh, he said he made more money in that fight than he did in his whole UFC career. That's what it's about, especially as you start getting older, you know. And um, I just I can't I, I cannot I don't have the words. I don't know how that happened. Uh, WBC just put them put him in their top 10. Do you agree with that? Not necessarily. You know, I know he just did what he did with Fury, but you got guys that have been uh, laboring, man, to get in that top 10. But I'm, I'm going to call it what it is, though. It's like politics, bro. That's what it is with the sanction of bodies. You know, Mauricio, he gets all in an uproar when I talk about these things. He wants to message me on WhatsApp, and he needs to stop messaging me and just make sure he's doing the right things by the company. You don't get to pick and choose which guy gets in the rankings depending on who you know or what's going on in the back room. So Indanu did a great job, but that's a that's that's a one-off. Like he has to establish himself. But they do whatever they want to do. And the problem that I have with that, if if we weren't paying three percent to keep that company going, because they, you don't make money outside of what the fighters. Are paying you see i start turning up a little bit when i start talking about these sanctioning bodies if we weren't paying the three percent some two percent you do what you want to do if you just want to have these rankings and you want to say hey we're over these rankings and it doesn't really affect the fight it's your business this stuff affects guys livelihoods guys get phone calls saying hey man we were getting close to a title shot we're not gonna get it now man they bumped you out of the top 10 and man hey you went from being number two to number five how i've been played around 
you know, my name's been messed around with the with the rankings and, you know, giving a title. And then now you're champion in Moretis. And I just gave the belt back to the WBC at a certain point in time. So, listen, he did a great job in Donald. He shocked a lot of people. I did not see that coming. I think he needs to. Uh, um, I like the conversations he's having about possibly a wilder and possibly another top guy. Let's see if he can do it again. But what he's done so far, you got to give him credit for. But the sanctioning bodies, I have no respect for the way that they play with these rankings, play with guys' livelihoods, and play with guys' career. Man, it's shame. Do you think, obviously, anything can happen on any given night, but him versus Joshua, him versus Wilder, the Dillian Whites, the Chisora, can he hang with all these guys, in your opinion? Styles make fights. Yeah. And we we have to see. But after what he did with Fury, I'm not going to write him off anymore. I, uh, it's a wait-and-see proposition for me at this point. After what we just saw, it uh, looks like Fury Usyk, February 17th. Do you like Usyk now in that fight after what we just saw? Or did you always like him in that fight? I don't know. It's it's hard to to know what to make of this fight because you know it's a good it's a good big man versus a good little man, and typically you go with a good big man. Um, Usyk is going to be tricky for Fury because Fury's typically not facing a smaller guy like that. Um, that being said, this last fight notwithstanding. You have to think that Fury's going to find a way to figure it out. Um, I think it's going to be a great fight. Uh, I'm glad that that Usyk is finally getting the fight. and um, But given Fury's last performance, whether he trained or not, the odds have definitely you know leaned in Usyk's favor. And it's, it's tight. It's tight on paper, and it's going to be tight in the fight. I don't think there's any like landslide guy that you can say is going to win, but I think you got to lean toward Fury being who he is and doing what he's done the last few years to find a way to get this done. Uh, just a couple more for you, and then we'll let you go. Last time we spoke, I asked you about your guy, Nate Diaz. The fight happened. How would you assess what he did against Jake Paul? I thought he did okay. I, I would have liked to have seen him let his hands go more. Um, I think that's that that's his strength. You know, Nate is not a defensive fighter. His offense is his defense. He overwhelms you with awkward uh, volume, and that was the proper game plan for you know a guy like Jake Paul, you give Jake Paul time to think, he's going to set up that right hand. If he has nothing else, he's got a gifted right hand. He's got a natural right hand that has a mind of its own. So I think you know I would have liked to have seen Nate um, just be more offensive. That's him. When his engine is revving and he's letting shots go, people get caught up in how they look with Nate. I don't worry about that. My thing is just shoot the shot. Just let it go, and then he'll be off balance, and then he'll punch himself back on balance. He just wasn't as offensive as I would have liked him to see, but tough as nails as always. I thought it was a great show, and um, I'm confused about what they're talking about because it sounded like there was some sort of rematch, if not verbally, contractually, about them getting in the, the octagon. doesn't seem like Nate's interested. Maybe you could fill me in on that. Yeah, this is, there's some politics involved there, um, and... Uh... Honestly, it's because it's because Jake is involved with a promotion called the PFL, and I don't think Nate wants to go fight for them as well. And so I think if he, yes, so I think if he wasn't associated with the PFL, there would be a better chance of this happening, um, which is you know somewhat unfortunate. But now we just found out that Jake, uh, who's going to join us in about an hour, is fighting a young man named Andre August, and a lot of people were disappointed when they found out about this because he's just a fighter. He's just a guy. He's not an influencer or an MMA fighter. Do you like what Jake is doing here? That he's just going down the traditional path for a moment. And I can't knock what he's doing. Um, a lot of people have a lot, a lot to say about the young man, but 
I know the circle he runs in from a boxing standpoint, and I know the guys that he's around. He's around real boxing people. He's around real gyms. He's he's getting this, taking the shiners, and you know, going through the process to try to be a good fighter. Now, will he be, ever become a world champion? Knowing how the sanctioning bodies are, they'll probably set that up if it's enough money involved. But I gotta respect his process. And people say, "Oh, it's taking away from fighters," and I'm like, "How? It's actually bringing eyeballs to the sport. It's bringing interest. It's cross promotion going on from a whole different world that Jake comes from. And if he's done the work which he has to build up his fan base, and they follow him over to this sport, my thing to the fighters is step your game up. Don't get mad at Jake." Mm. Well said. Uh, you're in Las Vegas for Shakur Stevenson's fight tomorrow. When your your great publicist Julie told me that you were going to be in Las Vegas, Shakur Vegas ESPN. To, I was like, wait, is he back? Is he back with ESPN? No, she said you're just there to support your guy. And so, could I ask you about your relationship with Shakur? He's written and said some very nice things about you, and you vice versa as well. W- what is this relationship? How would you describe it? I mean, that's my brother. You know, that's my brother. I'm happy to be out here just as a fan and a supporter and not having to work, you know, um, that feels good. I'm getting ready to head over to him right now for the weigh-ins as soon as I leave here. Um, I've just seen him grow up since he's been, you know, a kid in the amateurs. And we've just continued to build our relationship uh, just year after year. He's a man now. He's got a family. And uh, he's a headliner. I come into my hotel room and, and he's on the magazine. And for me to see him just evolve and grow like that and even knowing that he has a lot more a lot more room to grow man it just it just makes me happy and i just want to see him reach the height that he's supposed to reach make the money he's supposed to make and then get out when it's time for him to get out last one december 9th uh in your sort of neck of the woods your stomping ground san francisco devin haney coming back to the bay for one of the biggest fights in that area since you were fighting uh, and of course those were in oakland but this is pretty darn close he's fighting regis progray him and Shakur have been going back and forth. Do you think if both win their upcoming fights, we get that fight in 2024, or is it too tricky? It's possible, but it's it's you know it's it's so many. Uh, the game is different now. The chessboard is different. It's not as simple as you guys being in or around the same weight class and wanting to fight. It's a lot of politics involved, and I don't mean necessarily from you know promoters, the fighters. They just move different, guys take their time with certain fights like you just mentioned when they could take it out we'll 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 get him in a year there's there's just different politics that take place if i can get 4 million to fight this guy that's less of a risk or 6 million to fight you and risk it all i'll probably take the 4 million twice and then come see you on the third shot so i don't know it's tough to it's tough to say but to this point bill and devin have made all the right moves and Shakur is in his lane making all the right moves with his team. I hope we get it. I hope we get it while they're young. But, you know, I look at the the, the Mayweather-Pacquiao situation, and some people say, oh, we got it three, four years too late. And my, and my, my answer to that is, did we really? Floyd had concerns about some things with Manny, you know, with the blood testing and stuff like that, and I don't want to get into that because I don't know exactly what's true and what, what's not true, so they have some issues there. That's a real concern if you're Floyd. And – the initial guarantee was forty million, but when they actually fought, it was a hundred million. So, did it really come at the wrong time, or was it? Did it happen when it was supposed to happen? So, it's tough to say, brother. I, I, I think we're gonna get it. I think, like I said before, boxing is in good hands with you know the Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson, Jared Anderson, uh, Javante Davis, um, those kind of guys. Boxing is in great hands, man. I got no worries. Two massive takeaways from this conversation. Number one, I can't wait to sink my teeth into the book, uh, Killing the Image. You can get it right now. And number two, man, do I miss you on TV. 
I miss you on TV, my man. I think I speak for all boxing fans, but happy you're in a great place, doing well and doing it your own way, as always. Thanks for the time. Good luck with the book, the sales, all that stuff and more. And, uh, you know, with, with everything that you've got planned for 2024, I can't, see, I can't wait to see what you do next, Andre. Always a pleasure. Well, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Anytime. All right. There he is, Andre Ward, the SOG himself. Uh, great to have him on the program. And the book is called Killing the Image. Uh, it is out right now. I think we have a, a picture of the cover. We probably showed it when I was talking to him. Uh, it is a nice cover. There it is, available now. Andre Ward. What a legend. And in, in case you don't know what we were talking about there, like when he was coming up and, you know, one of the best fighters in the world, some massive fights, uh, he didn't tell us about all of this. He wasn't one of those people who would just go around and tell his story a million different times. So now in his post-fighting days, it's interesting to learn so much more about him. And he is so good as an analyst. I know New York Rick agrees with me as well. I, I, I like the ESPN crew. I like Tim Bradley a lot, but I think they're really missing Andre Ward. And if I'm a DAZN or any other network that is going to get into boxing in 2024 and we'll, we'll find out where PBC is headed, even if I'm a TNT Sports in the UK, I know he's not British, who cares? Um, I hire this guy tomorrow. Uh, I hire him yesterday. He is that darn good. And he keeps it real. And that's what I've always appreciated about him. Uh, coming up, Jake Paul at 3.30. Coming up in a matter of moments, Benoit Saint-Denis is going to join us. The god of war himself uh, coming off his big win over Matt Frivola. And what a run he has been on. Five wins in a row. None of them have gone past the second round. He only has one loss on his record, and that was in his UFC debut. But he took that fight on uh, super short notice. That was back in 2021 in Abu Dhabi. Has been competing since 2019 and uh, is an absolute force in the 155-pound division. He's from Nîmes, France. He is from Nîmes, France, fighting out of Paris, coming up Benoit Saint-Denis and also Myra Bueno-Silva. She is coming up as well. I do want to let you know about... Our good friends, wait for it, wait for it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year, at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Thank you very much to DraftKings for their support, as always. Thanks to Cash App and uh, you like that fake? Kraken. 
Yeah, what fade? What happened with the music? Yeah, was that you? The music out. I mean, do we even need Frankie here anymore? Can we see? Can we see a shot? What's going on back there? Can we see a shot of the uh, the control room or what? You won't be able to see Frank's station. No, nah, but I can. I can but he I can, can show wave. He can okay. wave. There he is. Shout out! Look at you. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the chair over here. What's it like? Warm? Uh, yeah, w warm, easy. I mean, this is easy. You think you think you could do that job? Eyes closed. I think you can do both jobs. Just be switching in between. What's up, Crypto? How are you? You check in on your Kraken yet? Um, there he is. All right. You want some music? I got music, bro. What do you got? Play with the uh, the things for us. Yes. That was very dramatic. Then I'll just fade it all. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, oh, you're right. I didn't. I didn't realize that Joe was waiting for me to get. I was just. <laughs> I see him. I see him looking through the thing, and he's like, "What is Ariel doing?" I didn't realize you were waiting for my cue. All right. Uh, without further ado, let us say hello to our next guest. He is the pride of France. He was victorious on Saturday at Madison Square Garden. He is the god of war, Benoit Saint Denis. Hello, my friend. How are you? Hello, hello. How are you doing? Very nice to meet you. Enchanté. Nice to meet you too. Have a seat, my friend. Thank, Thank you, you for much. joining us. I appreciate it. Nice to Pleasure. meet you. Uh, on va faire toute l'interview en français. Ah, d'accord. Parfait. Mon audience, il parle pas français, mais je veux parler avec vous en français. Okay, pas de souci. No, no, no. Oui. I'm not going to do that. But no. uh, I just wanted to flex for you for a second. Okay, no I know my French. Uh, thank you for coming. Welcome to the show. Why are you still in New York, by the way? You're just uh, hanging out? Yeah, I took uh, some days, uh, holidays with my wife and my kid. And uh, then we will go to... Uh, Guadeloupe and Martinique, uh, ah. which are French island. Uh, of course, c'est bon ça. Uh, where, yeah, and my brother is there, he's uh, doing medicine, he's, well, he was in my corner. Uh, wow, uh, your brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a, is he a fighter? No, 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 he's just behind me, he's, he's um, um, a doctor. Wow, a doctor. and you had him in your corner? Yeah, yeah, he was the third man. Uh, I have always a brother of mine uh, that is in the corner, it's him or... One of my, I have four little brothers. Wow. He's just behind me. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to have him. So do they offer any advice or are they, are they just there for the experience? Is there help for the weight cut? Uh. Uh, they are not, they are, it's not holidays for them. They, they are like in the warm mentality. They come in, they help me with the weight cut. They prepare everything uh, like... Uh, uh, take the temperature of the bath for cutting weight, stuff like that. They they help uh, preparing the stuff. But uh, on when I come to the fight, they take food, everything, just like a little logistic help, you know. I love that. Yeah. Now, how do you decide which brother is going to be in your corner if you have four? Uh, I have uh, one that is living in uh, uh, Guadeloupe, uh, which is uh, near the States, okay. as the United States. So when it's Vegas or New York, he is the one. Uh, and it's one of my uh, three other brothers when it's in Paris, France, because uh, I have the choice then. Okay. Are any of them fighters? Uh, they have all uh, a black belt in judo. Oh, wow. There are no, no fighters. Wow. Yeah. Do you think any of them are going to follow in your footsteps into uh, MMA? Uh, I'm, no, I'm not sure, but uh, they are all um, uh, doing a duty like I did. Like uh, one is doctor, the, then behind is... Um, um, in the army, but, uh, you know, firemen, oh, uh, wow. French firemen in the army. And then the two last uh, are doing uh, kinesiotherapy, like a physiotherapist. 
So it's all good for me because it, yes. they are following the adventure and they are helping uh, the way they can. What a family. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And I believe, uh, is your wife a police officer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's police officer on a dog. Uh, uh, we have two dogs, uh, walking dogs, you know. Uh, and uh, we, yeah, we are living with them. Uh, and uh, it was a... Uh, her main job, but now she's uh, also my agent. So it's oh. like a family adventure, you know. Wow. Now we have a kid. Uh, she she takes uh, off the police job. Uh, on um, She takes time for me on my career, and she's helping me uh, as much as she can uh, to, to make the adventure pay and to make it... Uh, um, a family adventure. Yes, uh, and and she's here in New York. I think your your yeah. your newborn is here as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. A boy? Yeah, no, a girl. A girl, excuse a girl. me. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever have your wife in your corner? No, I don't think so because uh, it's uh, the mentality, the spirit you have to have inside the, the octagon is uh, is uh, one kind of spirit. I, I even for the wake up, I don't want to see her. I always make she come uh, the day after or the day of the. Um, where you weigh in yeah. um, a couple of hours after. So she came in like at 2 p.m. Uh, on Friday, for example. Okay. So there are some people who like to show up to the arena with their wife or their girlfriend holding hands, things like that. You, you'll never be one of no, those guys? No, no, after, after the war. After, after, of course, after the fight, yeah, it's, uh, it's party time. Okay, I love that. Um, was this your first time in New York? No, uh, third time, because I got a, a good friend of mine who was uh, in the f Special Forces with me. Uh, he got married to a Philadelphia girl. Okay. And um, they are living there. And uh, I went for his wedding uh, like a couple of uh, years ago. And uh, I had the occasion, and it's, uh, Philly is not far from here, to visit New York a couple of days. But first time fighting in New York. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and first time since COVID, of course. Right. How would you describe the experience? I mean, what a what a performance. Another incredible one from you. But just MSG, you're fighting a New Yorker. So at first, maybe they're not too warm to you. I thought you got the crowd behind you afterwards with your post-fight interview. Yeah. But just the whole energy of being in that building and then performing and getting the knockout like you did. How would you describe the whole experience? Um I was very active the, the couple of last months. Uh, like I had three, three fights in five months. So um, it was funny because I was like a, a bit, a bit uh, robotic, you know, no emotion, uh, just doing my job, you know, uh, getting in there and uh, like uh, uh, having the job done, you know, uh, very methodical, mm. very uh, uh, a, a studio, a, a studi st studying the game and just doing what we have been working on for for the last weeks and. Uh, um, but I, I enjoy the moment um, after the fight. The moment the head kick landed, I knew it was over. Mm. And uh, then I started enjoying. And um, it, it was a special day, a uh, special opponent also. So a lot of, of small stuff together that have been making this fight very exciting for me on my corner, on my staff. So we have been working hard. And uh, it, it pays off because, you know, we were not sure to accept a fight uh, uh, this shortly after the performance in Paris because uh, I had already two fights in, in like, uh, like three months and then uh, one more, uh, like, uh, two months after. So we were like, OK, but it's Madison Square Garden. It's a great opponent. It's uh, Armistice Day. Uh, and you know, I know I have the level and the skills to, to be there with those guys. So 
I, I wanted to go out and uh, to, to do my job. And you did that. What was your, um, what was the significance behind your mouthpiece? Yeah, um, my, my, my mouthpiece was for the, uh, the special occasion, uh, the 11th November. This is it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it's, is the 1418? Yeah, it's uh, the date of, um, a it's uh, 1914 or 1918. Oh. It's the uh, First World War. Yeah. So... Uh, Millions of guys, of young guys, have given their life to to protect our freedom. And uh, then we had uh, our, your help, um, like uh, the last year of the First World War. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it was a very special occasion because uh, um, you you have also a great, uh, a great um, occasion by uh, making it also Veterans Day here in the U.S. I loved it. So yeah, I, I wanted to do that. <laughs> and uh, you are a veteran as well. Uh, yeah. How many, five years you were in the French army? Yeah, it's uh, like one and a half years of uh, formation to, to, to be special in the special air service, coming from nothing. Uh, I, I, I believe it's uh, the only special forces in Europe where you can go from no army uh, directly into the special forces, but only 10% make, make, make it out. Wow. Like we were 60 at the beginning, only 10% makes it out for, from the year and a half training and then you 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 are special force in in france and uh, um the period i have been serving in was uh, all about the subsidian desert you know uh fighting boko haram fighting al Furqan. i have been fighting al Furqan a lot so um, a couple of um uh, identified uh, terrorist group uh, overall in africa we took back uh, tumbuktu the airport in tumbuktu and our president uh, went there uh, after we took it back, uh, a couple of months after, uh, yeah, it it was uh, uh, an adventure, and uh, I loved it, and uh, it was hard for me to to quit to quit this because it was a lot of investment to to do that, but the passion for mixed martial art uh, when I started BGG 2017, I loved it. Then uh, 2018, I started kickboxing. I was like, I like both. <laughs> and then I tried MMA like in September 2019. Fifteen days later, I I did a amateur tournament. I won, and then I I, I asked myself, okay, I want to do this for for a living. Is it possible? And I find out uh, there is professional career, everything. And uh, I went on selection with uh, my head coach Daniel Warin at the Venom training camp in Paris, and I was. Uh, one of the only guy without a fight that was selected uh, uh, with a guy like Morgan Charrière who is in the UFC now, mm -hmm. uh, but he had already like uh, uh, more than um, 10 professional fights. So I was thinking if this guy, uh, Daniel Warren, who has been training Anderson Silva and Anderson, a lot, lot of tough guys, if he says this guy uh, um, is a bet I have to take, um, then uh, I have to go. No, I, I stopped my contract with the army and uh, I didn't resign. Uh, I went on adventure and I, I quit my job for a first fight for a couple of hundreds of dollars. Uh, and, uh, and, and then it has been great because two years later we went to the UFC. It's incredible. What a story. So prior to being in the army, did you have any background in martial arts? I did judo when I was a child. Okay. Um, from 8 to 16. But... Um, more for fun than uh, I had. I was not really passionate about judo uh, because I was like in small clubs, you know, where um, I was uh, like 
kind of the only guy that uh, loved competition inside it. So I, I already like competition, but with one training per week, you are not going to, going to be competitive. But I loved it, and I went uh, uh, till the black belt, and I did also some good. I had some success in, uh, in judo, but uh, I didn't train enough because I already knew I wanted to go to the military. I also tried rugby. Um, I loved it also, and then uh, I, sto I stopped because uh, because it was not very professional. It was amateur. You get injured a lot because the guys it like old school judo, you know. So at 16, I stopped. Uh, I stopped judo, and I, I trained my body to go to the special forces after after getting the high school done, and I did that. And yeah, 2017. I don't know why. I I, I saw a poster of my my current uh, grand coach uh, on a car uh, with uh, two guys doing BGG and I was like, uh, I was curious and uh, I tried it and I was like, oh, it's good stuff, it's some good stuff. Wow. Did you watch the UFC? Were you familiar with what was going on? Yeah, when I started BGG, I started to but watch But even prior it. to that? like uh, Yeah, like um, I, I, I enjoyed watching it because, uh, you know, I, I went to the Special Forces to be part of the... The, the best warriors uh, of my countries. It was in my mentality, in my philosophy of life. I wanted to be part of like uh, this kind of small groups doing uh, um, very um, important geopolitical missions uh, and being uh, great at uh, using any kind of weapons, uh, uh, any, any kind of uh, way of approach uh, of the enemy. Uh, skydiving, subdiving, uh, wow. um, um, everything, you know, it, it was all this adventure that I loved and I, I wanted to be part of. So, like, um, uh, close, combat, close combat is part of it, uh, is a small part of it. So, of course, uh, I already had some, like, uh, the uh, Anders, uh, Dan Anderson against Shogun fight. It's one of the fights that makes me love MMA right away. Okay. And when I started BGG, then I, I uh, felt in love uh, even more. And I, uh, I um, restarted watching it. And then I saw the fight, for example, the McDonald versus Robbie Rollover fight. And I, I was thinking, if, if I'm doing a career, this is what I want. This is what I want to experience. That's amazing. I have, uh, we commemorated with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy with the nose broken. Crazy, and, uh, right? Crazy fight, crazy fight. Uh, that is amazing. Do you think that if you never saw that poster and started doing BJJ and all that, would you still be in the army? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think so? Yeah, because uh, I would not have discovered uh, Christophe Savoca with my my uh, grand coach, and he's the guy that gave me. Uh, it was it's kind it's like a rebirth, you know. He he gave me this the passion and um, the emotion of the sport, the love of competition. Uh, he, 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 he showed me also the, the mindset. Uh, yeah, uh, he is the guy that put me back uh, in, in combat sports. Uh, maybe I would, but, but maybe later, you know, right. I don't know. But this guy, and he's still with me, and he's also uh, uh, in the family now because um, he's, uh, he's kind of the, I don't know, how do you, you call it the uncle of the, my daughter, but... Uh, Oh yeah, when you do it in the, the church, the Godfather. The, yeah, exactly, yes. the Godfather of my of my daughter. So, um, him and Daniel uh, are the two guys that have been uh, bringing me back to competition, and uh, uh, now I enjoy the process, and uh, it's uh, 
it's a, a whole family adventure. It's incredible that it's been less than five years since your debut. Did, like, is this all happening faster than you thought or were you expecting it to go down like this? Not really, because uh, what is uh, very interesting in this sport is there's a lot of uh, instinct. In uh, it, 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 it's it's not only about um, how bad you how bad you wanna it, but it's also do you have the intelligence and the capacity to um, to learn new stuff and to be curious about all the stuff. For example, I cannot understand a mixed martial artist that doesn't want to be the best in everything. Hmm. That's what I'm trying to to be. When when I'm gonna be at the best time of my career, I want to be the best striker, the best wrestler, and the best ground guy of my division. So nobody can test me anywhere, and uh, I don't understand guys that are only satisfied by being the best striker or the best man. You are not the best fighter if you are not at least one of the best in everything. You 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 let a lot of openings to get beaten. And uh, I'm really passionate in being better every day in each of the discipline. And when you put them together, back together also, it's also a bit different. Right. And this is what makes uh, mixed martial arts special. You you have to you you have to use you know, not only your body but also your mind. And uh, it's uh, the mentality of the special air service. Uh, I was able to use it very well by doing um, adjustment in my, uh, you know, preparation, how I use my two, 24 hours, you know. Uh, if you are not on products, uh, you, your body is, uh, is not able to do too many uh, tough uh, sessions a week. So you have to think about everything. Uh, when do I do technical uh, stuff? When do I do tough session uh, to bring it together well, and then to have a staff, very competitive staff that is uh, going to be uh, um, each session has to be uh, bringing you to a better level. If the, the staff you are using are not good enough, uh, at some point you will stay at the same level because you are only as good as your teachers are, and. Uh, uh, I, I do believe in that, and I'm trying to have the the, um, the best uh, game plan to to get better and better every day, and uh, to have uh, yeah to, to to just have a planning uh, of my week that is going to make me a better fighter. So, considering that right now, which of the disciplines do you feel most comfortable with? Which one would you put at the top of the list, and which one do you feel like you need the most improvement? Uh, f- Today I feel I, I'm I'm well rounded, but I feel I have uh, um, still a lot of stuff to learn in each one. But now it's not anymore like a, uh, a huge weakness, but like a, a lot of, of adjustment of on specific work, like a top half guard or for ground, for example, um, uh, back takes, uh, 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 clinch work uh, for 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 striking, for example. Uh, uh, distance management uh, in wrestling, uh, some uh, f- uh, fence defense, uh, mm. uh, a lot of small things like this uh, that I'm going to improve to get even better and to let no room uh, for the guys because there's one thing that we have in our family uh, we are tough as hell, and uh, that's one thing I, I will like when I talked about instinct, that w- that's one thing that will never change uh, in my mentality, my way of fighting. So I want to get a better fighter skill-wise and physically, but my mentality will, will keep the same. Speaking of instincts, 
uh, Frivola is, is moving away from you. Yeah. And you, like, it's almost like, it was almost like a slap. Like, you nailed him as he's moving away, which is yeah. extremely hard to do. Could you tell me how you pulled that off? Like, what were you seeing? I mean, obviously, you 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 could tell that you were within range to, to land that kick, but it was very unique because he was clearly trying to get away from you in that yeah. moment, and you were able to make him pay. Yeah, because I'm a, a pressure fighter, uh, uh, those kind of uh, conditions that happens a lot when uh, the guys are fighting me. They don't want to clinch with me or to wrestle with me or to be in close distance or they they are trying to get distance back. So um, I have a good uh, left kick. Uh, I had already uh, marked him with a, um, with a, a, a leg kick on uh, two or three body kicks. So I knew uh, the, the time will come where I will try the high kick as well. And uh, I feel like uh, it was a moment because uh, just after the scramble, usually the heart rate gets a bit higher. Um, the ability to take uh, um, instinct, uh, instant uh, decision is a bit uh, um, less uh, good. So I took the opportunity. I felt like it was a perfect moment to try it. Uh, I had a small moment of hesitation between the middle and the high kick, but I went for the high kick. It was amazing. And I love the respect afterwards, both of you saluting each other yeah. uh, and you thanking him afterwards for taking this fight. Because I would imagine there's a lot of people who don't want to fight you right now. Do you feel that? Do you sense that? That it's, as you continue to do this, it's getting harder and harder to get people to sign up to fight you? Yeah. Um, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I'm young and I'm hungry, so I'm looking for... The and you're really TV. good. And and I don't think a lot of people want to fight a guy who... I don't know, what are you ranked right now? Did they put y- you? Yeah, some something like 11, I think. Okay, 11. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I could see these guys maybe five, six, seven saying, like, I want nothing to do with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a UFC. It's a, it's a playground of the greatest. So you, they will have no choice because... Uh, it's how it works. The guys who is on a winning streak, he, he deserves to fight uh, the champions and uh, to have the opportunity at least. And um, I have a whole confidence in the company for putting on uh, the biggest and the greatest fights. Uh, so you made your debut, you lost. That was your only pro loss. Yeah, yeah. But it was short notice, not in your weight class. Yeah. How hard of a pill was that to swallow? Because, you know, first impression, you don't want to lose in your debut. I'm sure the brass appreciated the fact that you took a fight on short notice in a different weight class. But that's not the dream, right, to lose your UFC debut. So how hard was that for you? Uh, it was a lot of controversy for this fight because, um, yeah, short notice, of course, but I had the opportunity to, de- to do a better fight because I did a good uh, first round, you know. It's in the second round that I lost a bit my mind. Uh, it was the first time I had a, a round where I, where I was not sure of winning it. So um, I got a bit lost, you know, like uh, it's not normal. Usually I, 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 I steamroll on the people. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and uh, I need to put more gas on and uh, I, I took too much risk. I was too much open and I only had two years of uh, mixed martial art expense or I had, I had, uh, I did let a lot more openings that I would let today. And uh, I got countered a lot and I took a lot of shots in the second round. Um, I was also surprised uh, by the physicality of the guy. He's a tough guy, but, uh, you know, he, he comes from a time lapse where there was no uh, no control of our drugs and he, he got... Uh, 
positive for us, Tyrin. You know, three months after our fight, I knew he, he was on stuff. You know, the body. You could tell. Uh, the power. Yeah, you can tell. In training, you you have the, you know who is on stuff and who is not, and you can tell the difference. And I could tell. Okay, he's eight kilogram uh, uh, bigger, and he's all the stuff. So it was difficult to keep him down and to put him down. So it was a tiring fight, but also the fight I enjoyed the most because I think we gave a, a great fight. Um, like I say, I, I do, I do not uh, have anything against the guy because he comes from a period, a time period where I was talking to Jeff Nowitzki, who is from the USADA. He told me at, at those times they were all on stuff to protect themselves, you know, because uh, obviously everybody was on stuff. Mm. You know, the Brock Lesnar period, Alistair, the big rim period, it yes. was there. So um, they had to do it to protect themselves, but. Uh, it's always tough to to fight those guys with with the experience they have and the um, body differences with the uh, with the stuff on and yeah it was a tough pill to to swallow that uh, even with a positive test I keep the defeat and I didn't get the no contest but it's yeah why is that works. I, I I believe there is no retroactivity you know in the in Abu Dhabi like mm. um, yeah. If uh, if you get caught, but one day after, it doesn't count. You have to get caught like in the, the competitive period. Yeah, yeah, it's some stuff um, that can be still improved. I I do believe because uh, our sport it's just grow, growing uh, crazy, and I, I do believe it's going to be the greatest uh, sport we we will have seen uh, in a, in a couple of years. It, it, More than football. Worldwide, yeah, yeah, I do believe. You think so? Yeah, it's 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 like it's it's gonna be the the global combat sports. I mm. do believe. Yes, for believe. sure. Like uh, um, the fight of the year, are not gonna be anymore like uh, English boxing. It's gonna be mixed martial art. You know, I do I do really believe that. How do you explain what's happened in France? Because you know, for a long time covering the sport, it was always illegal in France, and now finally it's legal, and the explosion of uh, like the fans there are incredible. I haven't been lucky enough to be at one of the events just yet, but to hear them singing uh, Le Marseillaise, is it yeah. La or Le? Yeah, yeah, La Marseillaise. La Marseillaise, yeah, yeah. excusez-moi, uh, the national anthem. Yeah. And then the crowd going nuts. And then there was, you know, your fight, your, the event you were just at, and then there was the PFL one there yeah. with Cédric Doumbé. Yeah. And, those, and it's like, these are insane crowds. Yeah, yeah. This is amazing. How has it exploded? Why has it exploded all of a sudden? I even see like on your social media, like the the likes and stuff. It's mm. incredible numbers. You guys are all so famous and beloved, Cyril Gann and yeah. Manon Firo and all these. How do you explain all of this? Why is this happening? Uh, because the French uh, population has been waiting for the UFC for a lot of years. You know, uh, um, a lot of people loved it, but uh, it was not legal till mm. 2020. COVID period, no UFC. First UFC 2022, second one this year. Um, people have been waiting for it. And uh, I do believe they, they, they really love it in France. And now even the big public in France is starting to discover it and to, to enjoy it. It's like uh, the UFC in the 2000 period uh, in the US, you know, but for us. It's right. like uh, it's we, we, we are telling that a lot in France. Everything is arriving uh, 10 or 15 years later than in America. And, uh, this is what happened with, uh, with mixed martial arts. So now it's a crazy period to be a French fighter in France. It's more popular than boxing in France, right? Yeah. yeah much yeah. more. Yeah, much more. Do, yeah. Do, you, do you get a lot of attention over there? 
Yeah. And how do you deal with that? Do you like it? It starts to to get big. You know, I'm living in a a region uh, where it's uh, all about rugby. Uh So it's good for me. Okay. I I can rest. I watch the rugby guys and uh, I can do my job. uh, But not for long. Training. Uh, The more you go, the more... We will see that. But yeah, uh, yeah, I enjoy also the the love the people give me um, and... uh, all the encouragement and uh, it's a lot of emotion and it's a big motivation for me. Um, I'm a happy man, uh, you know, uh, like, yeah, I'm happy young father and uh, husband and uh, a lot of uh, great staff, uh, great family. I'm, I'm more than happy in my life, so I'm working hard to, to make all these people uh, proud of, uh, of um, this career. And, uh, I'm blessed to have all this surrounding and also the love of the French population now that is getting bigger and bigger. I love it. Did you see the last event? Uh, Mbappe was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the whole team was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. How come they, they need to come to your event too? Yeah, I, I think Are you they friends will. with those guys? I think they will. Uh, you know, I'm more of a kind of a rugby You're guy. You're more of a rugby guy. Yeah, huh? but uh, yeah, I like football as well. But, Who's your uh, club in football? Uh, Lens. Lons, uh, it's, okay. uh, yeah, it's so you're not a PSG guy like everyone else. No, no, else. it's north north of France. You know, I'm uh, coming from uh, a lot of uh, places in France because my father was also in the military. So we moved a lot when we oh, were wow. children. But I'm more uh, a guy of the southwest, Bayonne, and from north Lille, uh, where I like Lille and Lens, and uh, yeah. Uh, I love Lance. <laughs> Lille has a great player uh, from Canada named Jonathan David. You know this guy? Yeah, Jonathan? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Well, yeah, Striker. Yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Lots so, of goals. Yes. So is that why you went into the military? Because your father was in the military? Um, we we didn't uh, did the exact same thing. He was in the foreign legion. Okay. And, uh, um, of course, he, he brought me discipline, but um, I, I do believe uh, I'm blessed to have uh, had a, a great education. It was in between... Uh, uh, he gave, he and my mother gave me a lot of love, but also a lot of um, discipline. And I believe uh, for a good education, it's uh, exactly what you need. Uh, you know, uh, a mix between love and discipline. And uh, yeah, we were, uh, I was blessed to have that. And uh, yeah, I, I have always been looking uh, on for, for my father's um uh, after my father's career, but we did very uh, different. Uh, he went to be an officer. I went directly uh, uh, as a soldier to to go to the special forces. But because all I all I, all I wanted was about terrain, you know, and to go outside the country and to to fight. Uh, You're fearless. You don't. <laughs> does anything scare you? Uh, my, it was a couple of first. Uh, our first skydiving experience, yes, but uh, other than that, uh, like, did you more nervous before that, or like a UFC fight at MSG? No, uh, more nervous uh, for the two first jumps. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, it's uh, the first time you go out of a plane. Is yeah. How high were you? Um, uh, the, the first, the two first times, uh, very low, like a uh, 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 thousand feet. How many times do you do it before you do it in real life? Like how how long do you have to train for? Uh, uh, two weeks for automatic sky jump, w- which is very low. It's to to have a lot of people uh, have, uh, very fast on the ground, and it's two months uh, for skydiving uh, at uh, I um, uh, hate uh, to to be able to have an opening right away and to infiltrate yourself on your group. Uh, 
for example, with uh, the wind, you can do as much as four, uh, 40 kilometers uh, wow. between the, um, the place where you are jumping from and where you go. So, for example, you can be, you can be jumping in France and arriving in Germany. Wow, yeah. that is amazing. And, and, and uh, God forbid this would ever happen, but can they call you back? Like, are you a reservist or? There, there, there was, a, yeah, of course, but um, it's only for five years. So oh. I think you know, the period is close to be over. Or okay. It's only if bad thing happens, uh, uh, but it, it has to be really bad uh, to, for them to call you back. Okay. Hopefully uh, that, that, that never happens. <laughs> um, and do you still keep in touch with your? Yeah, yeah, of course. They I, must love this to see what's yeah, happening yeah, to you, Yeah, yeah, right? I have a lot of, a uh, lot of, um, uh, um, enthusiasm for, for from uh, all my compatriots and uh, all uh, all my uh, military friends. They, they love it. They are watching it and they, they are pushing me to to be to be better and to to we exchange also a lot uh, when I can. I, we are exchanging um, and uh, yeah, I, I try to keep one foot uh, uh, inside this community because uh, I love it and uh, yeah, it's always. Uh, enjoyable to to keep a, a couple of skill sets uh, uh, for the future you know I won't be a fighter all my life so um, I think I will be a fighter all my life in the in the spirit and uh, in the way I'm living my life uh, but um, I won't be a UFC fighter right. all my life so uh, yeah it's always good to to, to keep your your skills uh, God of War speaking of spirit who, who gave you that nickname my brothers, my okay. little brothers, you know, I came back from, uh, so I was uh, doing war when I was 19, so, uh, yeah, they, they, they find it was a, a good nickname to, to, for a former military uh, special force member. You like it? Yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, and I'm not, have you watched the fight? Have you watched it back? You're, yeah, I watched it one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think uh, when you were doing the post-fight interview? Yeah. And you mentioned, uh, you know, who you want to fight next, and they showed Justin Gaethje. Yeah, he didn't look all that excited yeah. about the idea of fighting you. This is what I was referencing earlier. What did you make of what you saw when you saw they did the split screen? Uh, you know, it is the fight I want to have. It, 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 it's, is, is that the one at the top of the list? Uh, it's on the top of the list, of course. Uh, I mean, um, it, it's not his fault, but there is gonna be. Uh, I do believe they are gonna make uh, Makashev against Oliveira. Mm -hmm. uh, Gage is a warrior; he likes activity, so we will have to fight again. And uh, um, big dates are coming for next year. And uh, he has already been defeating uh, Dustin Poirier. He has been defeating a lot of tough guys. Uh, and I do believe this is a fight for the BMF. <laughs> and he has the chin to make it a war because he. he you can have tough guys, but if they don't have the chin with me, they, it's not going to make it. And I do believe we both have a chin to, that uh, we can crack a couple of times. And um, if people want uh, a violent fight, and uh, a fight uh, that could uh, be uh, lived in the history, I think it's a fight to make. Uh, I do believe we can have a, a, a fight that is going to be crazy. Crazy scramble, crazy punching exchanges. And uh, yeah... I, I have a lot of respect for him, but I do believe he will he will have to fight before getting uh, the title because of this uh, Islam Makachev sure. and Oliveira stuff. And um, Islam doesn't fight this much, 
so he will have to wait a lot. Uh, yeah, if he wants a war and uh, anywhere, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah, it's, Do you think there's a chance you get that next? Are you why confident? not? It's the UFC. Uh, why not? I mean, uh, a lot of guys are booked already in the, in the division. Uh, I mean, there's Gamrod, Dustin and him that are not booked. So those three guys are... You would take any of them. Me. Yeah, of course. But the one at the top of the list is Justin. It, it will be... It will be incredible. Like I said, I'm in the mixed martial art because I saw this uh, Endo versus Shogun fight, this uh, McDonald against uh, Obi Lauer. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I can see a bloodbath and something like uh, uh, where my teeth are going to grow <laughs> during the fight. You know, yeah, just it's crazy excitement. and uh, That excites you? A bloodbath excites you? Oh, yeah, yeah, Why yeah. does that excite you? Don't you want to not get hit, not no, get No, I want a tough fight. I, I, you know, I want to fight when I'm going to be 45. I'm watching it and I, well, I'm like... Uh, it was it was a good fight. <laughs> I want it to be tough, you know. It, it, when you you feel you are out of breath, you have blood in your mouth. Uh, you love your this. yeah. Your body is tired. Your spirit is a bit broken. And let's see who is gonna be broken the most, and uh, which spirit is gonna let go before the other, you know. And uh, to make a fight like this, you have also to have a chin, because if you don't have the chin. It won't last, so I believe he has a shin for it, and uh, yeah, I I would enjoy it. And uh, oh my gosh, it's the guy I want to. Uh, you're getting fight. you're getting me all excited inside here. <laughs> the idea of this fight, yeah, crazy. I see no scenario where this is a bad fight. No, no, it, it's Miniza. So do you think he is interested? I do believe he's interested in 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 tough fights and in uh, making a point in the division. So he will have to make a point, uh, and. Uh, he, he has a lot of options. He's, he's a better ranked guy. He's a veteran. He's a, he's a star. But uh, uh, I do believe it could be a fight that excites him as well. Where, this time next year, if we're speaking in November of 2024, where do you think you're at? <laughs> um, if I have this fight, uh, uh, I have already one belt around my waist and I'm looking for the next one. You think this time next year you're in the title picture? Uh, I'm I'm gonna try and I'm gonna give uh, my all to to be to be the guy in the title, uh, to be a real title contender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's 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 all I wish for my team, my staff, my family, or for all the people that are pushing me to be there. And uh, that's that's what what we are gonna do. We are gonna work as hard as we can to get there. And uh, I do believe I'm. I earned a great fight for my next fight, and yes. uh, uh, it's going to be one more step to to get uh, that belt uh, around my waist. By the way, when you were starting, uh, was there any fighter in particular that you, for lack of a better word, looked up to that you really liked, that you tried to emulate? Was there anyone that stood above the rest? Um, I, yeah, I have to go for Rafael dos Anjos on BJ Penn. Wow. Because they are well-rounded. And uh, very, I like, I love the warrior mentality. You know, they they took the best challenges they could, not always the best challenges for their career, but the best challenges to give you a great show. I mean, look at Rafael dos Anjos; he has been fighting uh, Colby, uh, Leonard Watts. Uh, yes, Camaro, he doesn't uh, say no to anyone. No, he, I actually uh, was saying on Monday, he has been fighting anybody. I thought they might do you versus him next. It could be great. Could Would be you great like that? Time. 
it, it could be great as well. But yeah. uh, um, I heard he want to stay at welterweight now. Okay. So yeah, I am a little bit more excited for for a guy that wants to fight in my division. Right. But uh, yeah, it it could be a great fight and uh, BJ Penn as well because the guy it's the same thing. I mean, he he fought in. Uh, in heavyweight against Lyoto Machida in yeah. the beginning of his career, and it's it's the only guy in the UFC to have been uh, uh, both champion in lightweight and welterweight, mm -hmm. which are, in my opinion, with the 66, the three more stacked on and um, heavy talented division. So he's the only guy to have uh, make it so far. 70-77. It's very hard to do. Because there is a lot of difference in weight between a 77 and a 70. 66, 70, you can see there is already a big difference between right. Volkanovski and Makashev. Yeah, yeah. But 70, 77, even bigger. Wow. Um, I like those two choices. Not everyone says those two names as far as inspirations are concerned. Uh, you said something that was really interesting before. Your wife is your agent. Yeah, yeah. Why, why is that? Uh, she is a former football player. She she won the European um, Cup with uh, in uh, for um, uh, you know football, but uh, f um, it's uh, inside. It's not outside. Oh, um, futsal. Futsal. Yeah, it's a small yeah. ball. It, um, it's a smaller ball. Uh, yeah, a bit smaller, but yeah. not a lot smaller. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she she won it with the girls of Toulouse. So wow. She was a she's a former um, uh, professional. Uh, uh, f feminine football player, wow. and uh, then she stopped that to to go to the police after the Bataclan events in France. Yeah, and uh, it's the same time I stopped my uh, military career to try to be a professional athlete. Wow. So um, uh, we have kind of a crossover. So I helped her to be um, uh, to be a police officer the best I could. Like she was already great at it, but for example, in small stuff like. Uh, being um, in a, an instructor in shooting, she she went to do it, and she's like uh, one of the only women to to make to make it out. And uh, I help her with that, for example, because I had a a lot a lot of uh, rounds uh, um, that I have been shot before. And I'm you you have to be a good shooter when you are in special force, but because right. you know no state liberation, if you don't shoot the right head, it's not gonna be yes. good for your career. So you have to be good at it. It's your. It's it's one of of the biggest specialty you you have to be good you at. You worked it with hostage liberation. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. It's wow. it's part of the job. You know, uh, um, protection. that must be very stressful in addition to everything else. But just because yeah. you're dealing, it's so close, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the margin of error. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very close. And one of my uh, good friends, uh, they they is a last hostage liberation where they were Americans uh, were liberated in France. Wow. We had um, uh, two uh, killed in operation uh, on our side from the uh, ma um, Commando Marine, they are called. And uh, they did this action uh, combined with uh, our guys. And uh, yeah, it's a, a difficult job because um, you t you take a lot of risk. because it It's like you have to take the, the guy out in a fight in less than three minutes. So you, so you take more risk because uh, uh, you, you have to go fast before... The terrorists are going to execute the stage, or you, 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 you have on you. Usually, you lose the, the surprise. You, right. uh, you lose it uh, very fast because in the desert, for example, they are hearing you coming in. 
though it's very difficult to keep the the the, the, the big surprise. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Hostess liberation is one of the most complicated uh, complicated mission for special forces. Uh, I do believe it's more complicated than uh, um, the defense uh, of uh, political, uh, politically um, uh, personalities or stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So, so why did you get your wife to be your agent? Uh, because because of that, it it, it has gotten a family adventure now. Ah. She she is a, a mama now, and uh, uh, we wanted uh, to yeah to. She's following me, and she's uh, my biggest support. And um, she loves the sports world, and uh, uh, now she loves MMA. And uh, she's following my career uh, since the beginning. And um, she has also uh, an experience on uh, social media. And uh, yeah, she used it to to help me. Uh, That's uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So she's the one talking to the UFC about your fights, and uh, uh, no, not all the time, but uh, like for my my partners, my financial partners, my sponsoring, nice um, uh, the the media stuff. I'm only taking care of UFC with my uh, my manager. Okay, and uh, I'm only so I can focus only on my uh, sports uh, staff. You know, like uh, I uh, I I'm focusing on sparring partners, uh, English boxing trainers, uh, wrestling trainers. Uh, all that stuff, it's my part, and she's focusing on uh, branding, every, every, everything, merchandising, uh, all the stuff that comes with a, a UFC career. By the way, uh, how did you learn how to speak English so well? Um, it was uh, at school, at school, you know. Uh, we are not uh, well known to, to have a good English, but it's getting better now. So I had the opportunity to work uh, my English uh, at school, and then um, I had a couple of exchange. Uh, when you are in the special uh, air service, you you have exchanges. I had with um, uh, in Australia with the first uh, SIS regiment in Australia, which is in Perth. It's a, a special air service regiment uh, from the Commonwealth. Um, I did an exchange two months, uh, so you, you you could only talk English all the time. Uh, so you have to to be good at it, and um, uh, also. Uh, um, if you want to have the ability to talk to the um, uh, to uh, all the um, the Americans like uh, informations and uh, at, uh, flights and everything uh, like artillery and uh, all your allies you have to to be able to use English as well and uh, specific vocabulary right, right, of, of course. course. Um, are you going to go to the Olympics next year? Are you excited about that in Paris, or you don't care about that? Uh, if if I can have a shot at uh, English boxing or wrestling, yes. Yeah. Can you try out? Yeah, um, I'm in touch with um, uh, the trainer of the French uh, wow. boxing Olympic uh, team, which he is training me uh, um, sometimes. He's Cuban, and uh, he's taking care of the French uh, Olympic team. Uh, so I think uh, maybe with him, yeah, will I will try wow. some places. Yeah. Will you really try? Uh, to not not myself. Oh, okay. uh, you mean to box? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, um, but uh, I have I already talked. Maybe go watch. With, yeah, but watch. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Of course, of, I, I do believe if you wanna do it, you have at least to de dedicate one one full year. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's different sports. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Uh, you were at a Nick game recently. 
I saw you there at the New York Knicks basketball game. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The Jersey BSD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you enjoy that? Yeah, a fan uh, gave me that. Uh, wow, just yeah. a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you are. Very happy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I enjoy the game, and uh, uh, yeah, so, um, I believe in America. You know how to do a show because. Uh, um, in our game, um, of course, uh, we are like uh, you know we are like like you say we are crazy crowd, but uh, it's not a spectacle like uh, the NBA or the NFL games. It's crazy. Man, France is uh, killing it. You have uh, you know Mbappe and the French team made it to the final. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Victor Wembanyama. You yeah, know this guy? yeah, he's doing great. Unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you and uh, the rest of the fighters, you guys are all doing incredible things. Francis Ngannou, I know he's yeah. not from France, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, uh, spent a lot of time there. It's a great time for French sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we. If you are French and you are watching sports right now, you are enjoying it. Of uh, course. Do they write about you in L'Equipe? Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, I love L'Equipe. Yeah, L'Equipe is good. Legendary. Uh, well, this has been a lot of fun. When do you think we see you again? Uh, as soon as possible. <laughs> as soon, no break. Uh, I will take uh, some holidays with my wife, and uh, but uh, yeah, like March or uh, April. Uh, so March, April against Justin Gaethje. That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> What's the pitch to him? What would you say to him? Uh, I would say I, I will give you one. Uh, <laughs> I promise. Uh, great to meet you. Thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you and, very uh, much. Congratulations thank on you all your success. Enchanté, and I, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Say goodbye to Benoit. Uh, here's my conversation with Tom Aspinall from Monday. He, too, had a big win on Saturday night in New York. And we'll be back with Jake Paul right here on the MMA Hour. Don't go anywhere. All right. That was my conversation with Tom Aspinall. Tommy Aspinall! No, 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 no. What about Benoit Saint-Denis? Wow. I think GC has a legit crush on him. I mean, he's a badass, dude. He's like what you think of when you think of badasses. This guy, this time next year, is going to be in the mix. I mean, I... I he's already in the mix. I doubt it'll happen just because he's like uh, where he's at, but... Him versus Gaethje is just, like you said, guaranteed fireworks. He's going to be one of those guys, and they've had a few of these guys over the years. It's going to be very hard to find him fights. Dude, when he's talking about, like, I, I don't want the easy fights. I, I want to be out of breath. I want to have blood in my mouth. I, w- I want my spirit to be broken, and we, we're going to see whose spirit breaks first. I, I like, almost had chills. I was like, this guy is crazy, man. And, and so he goes likable. out there and delivers. Terrifying. Man, dude, so, such a nice guy. Here with his daughter, four-month-old daughter it. holding <laughs> Had the wife and the baby in the yes. back. Like, everyone was so nice. Y'all are chatting it up in French. I mean, yes, big BSD has made a big fan of me uh, over the last few fights. Um, and, and the explosion of French mixed martial arts, of the, the interest in French mixed martial arts. I asked him about boxing. I mean, the boxing is nowhere near where MMA is right now. And we saw it with the PFL event, and we saw it with the two UFC events. This, this is a hotbed. Like, they need to consider going there multiple times a year. And if I'm another promotion, I'm considering going... Like, if I'm the new PFL, I'm considering going there multiple times a year because, A, the talent is immense, but the fan base... Like, if you... I know you look at the social media. You see the engagement on, on his stuff. Oh, it's crazy. Let alone the Doombays of the world and the Surreal Gans of the world. It's unbelievable. I didn't see this coming. I really didn't. Like, there was always a few French fighters here and there, the Czech Congos of the world... But it was I, I never thought that it would turn into this. They've got, turned into uh, like one of the best crowds in the sport. 
Oh my God! It's, it's must see TV. They got uh, Saladin Parnas going for uh, three division championship in KSW. That's next right. Month, so. That's right. I mean, Parnas, Dumbe, BSD, Cyril Gon, uh, and then Manon Fierro. Manon Fierro, yes. On the Verge. Uh, the Pirate. Oh, the that he mentioned. Charrier, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of big names. A lot of big names. I love it. This is great. I have to crack my jaw. Go to go to go to. Uh, no, nah, I already no, got the screenshot, the bro. You, you should be comfortable. Like it's like a bird. I I'm waiting for like maybe like big fight. You know something shocking <laughs> to use the the Wait, jaw you popping. Got it? Oh yeah, it's where you're you're literally. You got the meme. Yeah, you're going full full wide. It's the great. best is when after the show I see I see GC just. It's just like <laughs> hammering away on the uh, the keyboard. I'm like, what is this guy working on? Like, what does he have in his back Guy's pocket? Guy's a grinder. Guy's a grinder. And then I and then two seconds later, I'm like, oh, meme. There it is. That's what he was working on. It counts. You know, something with Alex Pereira eating a slice of pizza or something <laughs> like that. Uh, and and now I'm starting to see people steal your memes, which I think is messed up. It happens. It's a, it's a compliment. Does that piss you off? No. Nah. No. Best. Uh... Best form of flattery is is imitation. Imitation, yeah, sure. Um, man, Benoit Saint Denis, I love that guy. He was so likable. I really enjoyed him a lot. And what so what the is Knicks game BSD jersey? And you feel like you like the stuff this guy has probably seen. He's just talking casually about you know freeing hostages. You know, the stuff this guy has probably seen in his life. Let alone the fact that he's he's been fighting for less than five years. Less than five years, and he's knocking guys out like Matt Frivola at Madison Square Garden in the UFC, and he's knocking on the door. Did you see when they did the the the, the split screen of him and Justin Gaethje? Yeah. Gaethje was like, "Yeah, get my name." Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know if I need to take. No, and I'm not suggesting that Justin Gaethje's afraid or anything like that, but like, no, but he's going for titles at this. point. Yes, yes. The, the, it's, it's like a risk reward thing, right? Right to take on the number eleventh ranked guy who is an absolute killer. Uh, you know who would fight him? Decision. Like the winner of the Dan Hooker Bobby Green fight, I feel like is a realistic next step. Sounds good to me. And Sounds you know, good to me. Hooker would be down. I think Bobby Green would be down. Uh, I mentioned RDA on Monday, but it sounds, according to him, you know, 170. Uh, Faziev would be sick. Oh, if, my God. But he's going to be out for a bit. If BSD's uh, fighting him there. Yeah. Gamrot would be sick as well. Him versus Michael Chandler would be sick. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, tremendous stuff from Benoit Saint Denis. Still to come, Myra Bueno Silva, and we'll get the picks for this weekend. But uh, as I said at the top of the show, it's been a while since we had uh, Jake Paul on the program. Uh, of course, we did the uh, open workouts prior to the Nathan Diaz fight, and that was sort of a special edition. But I think it was after the Anderson Silva win in October of last year, so a little over a year. And of course, last last week we found out that he is in fact returning to action before the end of this year, December fifteenth to be exact on zone in Orlando against Andre August. And this raised some eyebrows because he's been on this trajectory fighting big names in the world of MMA or sport, influence, or whatever. Andre August is just a professional boxer with a solid record, and perhaps this is telling about where he's headed now. So we want to ask him about this decision, this path that he's on, and so much more. He is kind enough to join us. Once again, there he is. Jake, how are you? Good to see you again. I'm doing I'm doing good, man. How are you? It's good to be back on. It's been too long. I missed you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. That's very very sincere. I felt it from the uh, the heart. I appreciate that. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, Jake. A lot going on in your world, as always. But let us start with Andre August. And let me ask you the most simple question. I'm sure it's one that has been asked of you over the past week since this was announced. Why Andre August? Why is he your next opponent? 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons, but it's it's mostly for me, for my experience, uh, my road to world championship, and and to grow inside those you know the squared circle, those four corners, and to get the time under my belts. You know, I think people when I said I wanted to become world champion, thought it was just some gimmick or that I was just like saying it to sell more fights or to like gain people's, you know, attention. Um, when I said it, I actually meant it. And this is me acting like a boxing prospect. It's me building uh, my experience in the ring, taking challenges and staying sharp in camp, you know, working, working, working. This is the time I need to be able to get to that level uh, of being the best in the world. And that's where I'm going to be. And that's where uh, I have my mind set on. It's my biggest goal. And this is the path to get there. It's no longer about business and, you know, making all this money. I've already generated, you know, 250 million, $200 million in pay-per-view sales. Uh, we've, we've done that. Great. Congratulations. This is about real boxing now. So is this the plan and the path moving forward? Is it just going to be, you know, these types of fights until you get the big fights, but it's no longer the crossover-esque fight or the MMA fight or the influence. It's just these types of opponents, maybe not the biggest names or names at all, but the names that you need to, to conquer in order to get those boxing titles. Is that what we're doing now? Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly that. And, you know, I think there's still some uh, names that need to be taken care of, uh, like Tommy Fury or, or KSI, for example. Um, Nate uh, Diaz has ducked me in MMA. So those things still excite me, but I'm not waiting around for anyone or anything. I'm going to get to my goal regardless. And if we want to make those other crossover fights happen at some point, then it could fit into the schedule. But for right now, I'm I'm on a war path. Nothing can stop me. Tunnel vision, straightforward, and taking these fights now to to grow that experience, like I said, and to stay in camp, man. That's the biggest thing is if you don't have a goal, like you see this with a lot of fighters, if they're not in camp, they're just going to be going here, going there, doing all of these things. And so for me, this is about you know signing myself up to more fights to stay sharp and to, to continue to grow. And I want to ask you about some of those names you just mentioned, but sticking with Andre for a moment, how did you find him? Like, what was it about him? Like, how did you, you could literally pick from a gazillion people, right? Who have that similar record. Why, why'd you pick him? Yeah, look, I mean, I think he first and foremost uh, has a great record. It's, it's good stylistically match up. It's, I think it's going to be an entertaining fight for the fans. He's a beast. He's a dog. He's strong. He's got that, Tyron Woodley frame just being do a dog coming forward and I, I wanted someone with 10 wins or, or more and and few to no losses you know there were some people on there with no losses um but he he brings excitement to the the match the bout he's got more knockouts than me more experience than me he has one punch knockout power he's dropped opponents you know with with his left hand so it's interesting and it, it's a challenge you know i have another man out there who 
could take everything away from me that isn't a big name. And so it requires me to be sharp and on my P's and Q's every single day when I wake up in the morning. Uh, I saw your tweet. Um, it was right after the announcement where you're like, if you're still saying X, Y, and Z, like, you know, F off essentially. And so I'm just wondering what has been the feedback that you have received since this came out? Yeah, it's, it's 90% positive. Um, and so much support from other boxers, world champions being like, you know, I, I, this is amazing. This is awesome. And I think a lot of people being shocked as well. Like, oh, he wasn't just, this wasn't just like a business play for him. This is my life. And it, and it is, that's the, that's the truth. I love this shit. I'm so passionate about it. I need boxing. Boxing saved me from these dark places. And that's not just some like story to be told or to, to, have some fun and make this stuff up this is my life this is what i do this is what i love when i'm not in the gym i'm like a i'm kind of like a lost puppy this is my destiny so i think a lot of people realizing that and respecting that and then obviously there's the people who are like who is this you know what's going on here what is this and they always have something to say right Mm -hmm. but i said it I think I believe I said it to you. Yeah, it, if I walked on water, mm. it would because they would say I could swim. So no matter what you're doing, there's going to be those critics, people coming out of the woodworks. But you know that's that's part of this, and I'm doing this for me and what my goal is, and that's what matters. But it is funny because they're like, fight a pro boxer. Oh yeah, we'll face a real boxer. Fight a pro boxer. Boom, 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 boom. And then I do it. And then those same people are still like coming up with something to get mad about. So you mentioned Nathan Diaz. um, And obviously you guys have gone a little bit back and forth since the fight in August. From your perspective, was it ever close to, to it being your next fight, the Diaz fight, whether it was a rematch in boxing or the MMA fight that you guys talked about? Was this ever close? I don't know if I'd use the word close. I think there was a point where there was genuine interest from his team in making it happen. And then there was just like radio silence after that. And then he just is calling it, you know, the pussy FL and all this stuff. It's like, okay, bro. uh, You know, you either want to make this happen or not. And he's saying, Oh, we'll do it under real fight. That's not a real thing, by the way. We taught them about the business. We've taught them how to run their operation, and we let them put their logos on the mat. They don't have a promotion. They don't have any infrastructure. They don't have the funding to make any event possible. So he's just hiding behind this you know, notion that he doesn't want to fight in the PFL. Um, but look, man, I think eventually he's going to need or, or want the money. So... I'm not writing it off, but like I said, we we are fully ready to make it happen, and he just has gone silent. Just a couple of days ago, we saw the footage of you wearing the PFL shorts, the gloves, etc. What was that for? Uh, Man, just just to make sure that my headshots (laughs) and we have some, some videos ready in case... An opponent comes out of nowhere and we want to make an MMA fight happen quickly. I think that's the biggest thing with me going over to MMA that just the opponent has to make a ton of sense. You know, it has to be a big name, but at the same time, it has to be 
a, a fight where I think it's 50 50. Um, and that that's Nate Diaz is the perfect person for that because I genuinely wholeheartedly in the bottom of my heart uh, know that I could beat him. Um, but I'd also know it's going to be a challenge and that I'd have to really, really, really work for it. Um, but that's what, that's what excites me. Like I said, is always going into these fights with it being a 50, 50% chance of outcome. Do you think we'll see you fight in MMA in 2024? Potentially. Like I said, it kind of, that's what we wanted for Nate. We said late 2024. And tried to move the deal forward um, to no avail. So that that was what we were circling. But right now, there's just a lack of an opponent that makes sense. How many times do you think we see you fight? Period in in 2024. And obviously, if it's not MMA, it's boxing. How many how many fights do you want to have next year? For sure, two to three. Oh wow! And and staying on that cadence. You know, like I said, just staying sharp and growing. I, I have to be in the gym 24 seven to reach my goal of being the best in the world. And I'm on just this tunnel vision war path to get there and excited to show people that, you know, and, and I'm going to, it's like 50 cent, get rich or die, die trying. I'm going to become a world champion or die trying. So uh, it's kind of, you know, all, all, you know, units forward and just going, working towards that goal. And I love that. And I respect that. And I hope you are not offended by me saying this. There is one fight that I want to see you in more so than any other fight out there. And I think I speak for most people when I say this, it's you versus KSI. There's no bigger fight out there um, in your world and, and in the worlds that you guys touch. That's Wembley Stadium, 100,000 people, any stadium in England, a hundred, like it's gigantic. You were there in, Ma in Manchester last month. Do you feel like we are closer to making this happen? Or do you think that we are further away? Is it possible that this is one of the fights in 2024 for you? It could be I, again, like all of this has always depended on KSI and him actually wanting to do this. And he just hasn't wanted to. And I think actually the loss and how badly it hurt his ego and him kicking screens and pouting, pouting and not being able to believe it, appealing, all of these things kind of just shows maybe that if he's this salty about that loss, if he would lose to me, it would be like the end of his whole entire world. And I just don't think he's ready for that mental burden and willing to risk everything to fight me and maybe just ride off into the sunset with you know prime and what they're doing there so i just don't think he's going to come back to the boxing ring and obviously i'm focused and locked in and only getting better so you know he's playing fifa and video games and you know doing reaction challenge videos or whatever he does but while i'm sparring world world champions you know i'm gonna help Richard Rivera get ready for Dimitri Breville here in, in a little bit. Kudos to both of those guys. I'm excited for that fight, but that that's the type of things I'm focused on is being in the gym with the best people in the world. Uh, do you agree with me though, that that is the biggest fight for you right now? I don't think so, man. I think, you know, with my brother on the card, 
and Dylan Dennis, who sold the fight well, and Tommy Fury and KSI, they still didn't do more pay-per-views than just me and Tommy alone. Oh, so no. I now, think this is going to lead to like 45 <laughs> tweets from both sides now over the next day. There's not, <laughs> oh my God, the tweets about the pay-per-views between both sides. It's like, it's, we just want to see you guys fight. That's it. That's, that's, that's the main thing. You agree though that it, maybe not the biggest, but it is certainly one of the bigger ones, right? For sure. It's Definitely. so great. There's like five Definitely. years of history there, or maybe even more, right? I mean, it's just, this is everything that, th- this is this is the fight in this world, and the, the rivalry is that's real. The thing. So this is, that's the thing, though, is in this world. Right, And right. so what the Prime card failed to do was expand to, like, the real sports fans. Okay. And that's something that Nikisa and I have masterminded and grown our audience outside of just this like internet culture and that's something that people don't understand right like netflix docs sports illustrated cover you know forbes athlete uh you know all of these things um have grown my audience into a completely different world and tommy piggybacks off of tyson fury to also get into that traditional boxing traditional sports world and so People think these influencers like sell a lot of pay-per-views or do big numbers because they have engagement, but it's just not the case. Because also their audience is digitally savvy and native to all of these illegal streaming platforms. And so they're just going to like this, these 14 year olds are like watching fights on discord. Whereas the, the audience that I've generated uh, by you know, all the work I've done and working with MMA fighters, Amanda Serrano, PFL, legitimizing myself in that world is I've gotten this audience of, you know, 30 to 35 year old sports male fans that they're not going to go pirate it. They'll just pay the pay-per-view because they have money. Hmm. So it's just, there's a different strategy. And that's why I always say like, we're playing chess and these other people are playing checkers. It's not even comparable to mention us in the same sentence. Oftentimes, um, but yeah, I would still love to fight him in terms of just personal vendetta. Last thing on him, true or false, you do fight him before your career is over. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. We could do it tomorrow. You know, I've said to him, you could be the A-side. We could do it on your home turf. Okay. 185 pounds. What's the excuse? Where is the negotiation getting stalled at? Oh, it's that you want to suck me down to 180 pounds and have a rehydration clause. I couldn't even make that weight, let alone not be able to rehydrate. Mm. You're the ace on your home turf, 185 pounds, 50-50 split. Let's go. Come what's on. the what's the holdup? Sounds perfect to me. I love this. I'm I'm ready. And um, I just have to say, I love I love these the new Celsius. Oh, that, they look fantastic! Out. Tons of new flavors, Celsius Essentials, Fantasy Vibe. You uh, know, shout open. out. Um, by the way, Andre August oh, fight. What weight? Um, we're fighting at cruiserweight. Okay, and eight rounds. Yes. Okay. Um, is this the end? You talk about the 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 path that you're on now. Do you think this is the end of your feud, for lack of a better word, with MMA? If it's not the Nate thing, like, do you, do you think you are done with that? It's been, you know, about two years, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a feud with MMA. Like, I guess there's, like, bickering and shit talk with fighters and such. And what people don't really realize is that 
all all of that was strategic, but also to grow a bigger voice to help all of combat sports and to still you know work on this fighters union behind the scenes, which is still underway with Anderson Silva. Like I love MMA, I love MMA fighters, I love the sport. I think people think I even hate the UFC, which isn't true. I think what they've done for the sport is great and they changed the sport forever and made it massive, but I just want them to pay fighters more. Um, and that's really been the narrative that's been lost. I'm, you know, at the PFL now wanting to do an MMA fight, growing the organization with the amazing partners there. Big news coming, more big news coming. Stay tuned. Oh. Um, but, but yeah, man, I love MMA and um, I love all of combat sports and just wanted to make big fights with the, some of the big names from those promotions. And that just required me to put an entertainment hat on and just talk shit to people. Uh, what, if anything, can you tell us about this, uh, this union effort with Anderson Silva? I'm happy to hear that it's still alive and well. Where do things stand? Yeah, no, I mean, it's just one brick. I mean, at a time, it's just such a big thing to unravel, especially with, everything else that's that's going on and i think the timing of it um has to be perfect but just working with lawyers is the biggest thing to properly structure and format everything that that's going on but um expect a big push in 2024 okay wow um how close do you think you are to getting canelo to accept the fight against you it, feel, it feels like i don't know it feels like he's more open to it these days i don't know why i don't know if you get that sentiment as well that seems to be your dream fight it feels like that's replaced conor mcgregor as your dream fight am i crazy for saying that yeah for sure it, it definitely it definitely has and um i think the path that i'm on now tees me up in the future to fight canelo you know it's it's even just showing you know, him that I could go 10 or 12 rounds with you, you know, and, and I've done, I've done that with real legitimate pro boxers and, and beat them. And so when I beat these guys in the year or two to come and continue to raise the level of opposition, I think me versus Canelo becomes a really interesting fight and, and something that, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, Jake's going to get destroyed. But then there's that fun thing in your mind, the same thing with Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury, where it's like, yeah, but he's the bigger guy who has punching power. So it becomes this really fun, interesting fight that I think is historical. And Canelo has shown and said in interviews his expressed interest in it. So I think we're closer than we think. And it's just bizarre to even be saying that now when like three years or two years ago um saying that i believed it from day one but everyone else was like who the fuck is this kid like shut this kid up and then now it's like pretty real do you believe your brother is really retired from boxing i don't believe that no <laughs> you think he fights next year i don't know when he'll fight but he's just got so much fight in him and he's, you know, going into his athletic prime. So I think 
he's gonna fight again for sure do you, do you wish that podcast after your fight against nate never aired yeah i told him i mean i told him not to yeah he said out. that to us on the show that that you said that um was 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 the aftermath uncomfortable um yeah like i just didn't i just don't like people seeing us argue or whatever or like go back and forth i think that stuff happens in families and happens especially between brothers who are in the same industry who are two years apart two to three years apart um so that's normal but it just d didn't need to be like handled publicly but hey you know what at the end of the day we're humans we've made so many mistakes and navigating this world isn't easy and we're just doing the best we can and um at the end of the day just figuring out as we go and the, i don't think there's anything wrong with with that uh last thing um and i'd be remiss if i don't ask you this question because you said the word and it kind of like put a light off in my head uh there was a report in the wall street journal about netflix potentially getting into the boxing world and you were tied to it is there anything at all that you can say about this report Damn, that's crazy. I I didn't see that. You didn't see that story? No. All right. Uh, it's a reputable outlet, but so I thought that there could be something to it. But I could understand if you can't say anything about it. I just you said Netflix before when you were talking about the doc, and I was like, shit, I should probably ask him about this. But I I I get by your demeanor if you are unable to speak about it. How do you win on December fifteenth? Sharp. Focusing on me, you know, and my skill set in there and just making no mistakes, leaving no holes. And that's really what we've worked on um, in the gym is getting rid of any little bad habit, any little hole in my in my game and just being sharp every single moment of the fight and um, just going out there and, and having fun. You know, that's that's what I'm learning is the secret ingredient to this is just having fun and having more fun than ever with it do you need to stop him to prove that you are above these guys like is, is that important or if you win eight rounds to none it's all good just a win yeah a win you know and and getting the experience and um that that's the biggest thing like i said and and i'll be happy with with a win regardless all right looking forward to it uh good luck in training jake thank you for the time as always i'll see you in orlando Hopefully awesome. uh, we get the post-fight interview there after a big win uh, for you in uh, at the Carib Royale. Shout out to the Carib Royale. Thanks for the time, Jake. All the best to you. Thank you so much, bro. See you in Orlando. Cheers. Drink Celsius. Yes. Cheers. Cheers to you. I wish I had a Celsius right now because my mouth is a little bit parched, if I'm being honest. Thank you to Jake for the time. When you connected with him, Frank, did you tell him how big of a fan you were? What was that? I'm sorry. Oh, what no, are you he just he just he was just saying goodbye to him. He got oh. nervous. He just fumbled. <laughs> I was yeah, just, yeah. Did you ask? Did you did you tell him how big of a fan you were? Yeah, and then he hung up on me. Oh my gosh. Did he really hang up? No, we said goodbye and then he hung up. He's like, F you, you're not a fan. He was exiting and while he was like halfway to the to the button, Frank was like, I'm such a big fan, and then it went black. Mm. I'm drinking a Celsius right now. Are you? Respect. I would love to have a Celsius. Um, were you wearing your shirt? No. Um, 
bring him in the studio where uh, yeah he needs to come in studio we've yeah. had ksi in studio but not him have we had exactly. logan in studio no we haven't had logan in studio we have loves wearing that shirt yeah you wear it all the time except for when he's on the show he said he loves wearing it because everyone starts conversations with him about the problem child and i always expect <sighs> that they're gonna come in with like a polarized opinion and they don't they, they seem to really enjoy it in fact, uh, yesterday I was at my son's soccer game and I was talking to one of the dads about uh, boxing and about the old fights. You know, it's always the same thing. Like, oh, I used to watch, you know, back in the day, HBO boxing. I used to watch Showtime. Showtime's over. And uh, this particular father, who was probably around my age, said, you know, I've gotten back into boxing lately and it's because of the two brothers. And I was like, the Diaz brothers? No, the Paul brothers. Gotta respect um, it. So I thought that was really interesting because you've heard of a lot of, you know, I talked about the fan base at the Misfits events or at the, the MVP events, um, how the fans are a little bit younger, right? They're kids and things of, uh, like, you know, they're like 10 years, it's like going to a WWE show and uh, you don't often hear it from the older crowd. And so I know that this is a, uh, a polarizing decision, but I don't hate it. Smaller show, smaller venue. All right, let's see, you know, He's had one fight against a pro boxer. Um, I don't. I would be lying if I said I knew a lot about Andre August, not a household name. But let's see, you know, if he could get that win over the pro boxer. And let's see, if he's just in it to be a pro boxer, if he's made the money, if he's sold the pay-per-views, if he's done all that stuff and doesn't feel like he needs that right now, um, seeing him get those rounds in, I think is interesting. And uh, it's probably not the path that a lot of people thought he would stick to. So let's see how he does on, on December 15th. I'm looking forward to it. And worth noting, it's not a pay-per-view event. It's just a part of the DAZN subscription. So they're not telling you this is some mega show that you have to you know, uh, pay $50 for or anything like that. It's just part of your regular subscription, the same that you know, you'll, you'll get when you get, you know, uh, or when you try to watch Taylor Cameron or um, any of the fights. Haney Progray is a pay-per-view fight. And uh, that's on December the 9th. All right, let's uh, go to our last guest of the day. Uh, we found out last week or late previous week that she is returning to action on January 20th, coming off her big win over Holly Holm. She'll fight for the vacant bantamweight title against Raquel Pennington in Toronto. She is Shitara Mayra Bueno Silva. She is kind enough to join us once again on the program. There she is. Hello, Myra. How are you? Hello, I'm good, and you? Hi, guys. Hello, hello. Shitara, did I say that right? Shitara. Nice. Uh, Well, thank you for the time. Could I ask, um, where were you when you found out that you'd be fighting for a UFC title next, and how did you react? Uh, I think my home, I'm very, very, very happy when I received this news. Yes. Did you cry? No, this time I no, I cry. I always cry. <laughs> yes, I love it. Uh, did you think that you'd be fighting for the belt next after your your fight against Holly Holm? Yeah, it, uh, yes, I, I I think because I I did a good work with Holly Holm, and then I think it's, I, I go to the belt. After what happened with the 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 positive test, were you worried that you wouldn't fight for the belt next? Uh, it's very bad. The doping is no doping, but the commission is crazy. It's very sad, but everything's good now. Everything's good. I, I'm, I, I, I'm, 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 of course, of course. Okay. I'm stay bad for a long time. Uh, 
did you did you feel like you were uh, mistreated or uh, falsely accused when the news came out? Because when, when when something like this comes out, people you know start to to say a lot of things about you. Yeah, the commissions. I think the commission did a bad a bad work, but the people's the people's talk about the. A bad things, but UFC helped me everything. UFC uh, work and the Uzada helped me everything. Okay, C- can I ask? Are you are you able to express like what your side of the story is? What happened with this test? Uh, I drink one one. I I I, I take one drugs. Yeah, the name is Ritalin. Ritalin, yeah. I am ADHD. Yeah. ADHD. And then I drink this, I take this drug for a long time. I always talk with C, I always talk to Zada, I always talk to the commission, but I stopped, I always stop in the Monday, take this drug. But this time I don't know what's happening. And the, the, my test, a little, a little, little, little uh, amount, this, this drug in my test. For this reason, UFC put me now in the belt because everybody know I am innocent. Okay. Uh, they, they changed the result to a no contest. Does that bother you? Yes, of course. It's very bad because I don't did nothing wrong. Right. I did everything right. And then I, I told you for UFC, I told you for Ozada, I told you for everybody. I, I did everything right. And then I don't know about these things happening, but it is what it is. Uh, last week on the show, we had uh, your old friend uh, Juliana Pena on, and she was uh, referring to you as a cheater and, and whatnot and had some harsh things to say about you. I, I don't know if you heard any of that, but uh, just by me telling you, what is your response to her thinking that of you? Ma'am, look, the girls think she's the champion, but she's not the champion. Can someone please tell you for how she's lost the last, has the last fight? <laughs> She lost. She ruined. She ruined for a uh, she, she and and she ruined when she took the opportunity. She ruined on a regular Amanda, and now she ruined again. Uh, do you know the toy, the chicken? You you, you the, the the chicken you yes. squeeze and yes. the chicken. Rah, rah. Julian is like that. Julian is only only talk bullshit. Julian did not. She's not a great fighter. She ruined everybody. She's a heavy opportunity. She's a nice chicken. Okay. That to me is a huge fight. Uh, you win the belt in January, you versus Juliana. Is that is that the goal for you? You win this belt obviously in in January and then you defend it against her first? I take this belt. I I I show Juliana how is cheater. <laughs> what do you what do you mean by that? What? What do you mean by that? You you'll you'll show her who's the cheater? I I, I will take this belt. Yeah. I will finish Raquel now. I will knock out, out Raquel. And then I show for, for Juliana, who is cheater. I punch her too much. because. But I don't know if she if she want to fight. She want to talk. Mm. She don't want to fight. Because she ruined Amanda and now she ruined again. All right. So you think you knock out Raquel? Yes, of course. Uh, what makes I will. You, I will. What, what, what makes you so confident about... Maybe, you know, maybe not just beating her, but knocking her out. Why are you so confident about this? Uh, do you remember in the fight out with Amanda when Raquel fight with Amanda? Yeah. Raquel told you, I, I'm done. I don't want to more my fight. Mm. 
Do you remember? Yes, I remember. For this reason, she, she don't want to fight. She don't like to fight. She want to roll the fight. She want to roll the fight because... What? Hold. She want to hold the fight because she don't like fight. Remember when she don't, I don't want no more. In the first round, when I punch she hard, she, she talk again. I don't want no more fight. You think she's a quitter? Uh, I think she don't want to fight. She don't have courage. Courage, you know? wow. She's been, she's yeah. a veteran. She's been around many years. Hmm? She's been around for a long time in the UFC. Yeah, but she, she, she don't like fight. I like fight, punch and take down. She, she like fight, but she like hold the fight. Okay. Okay. She don't like fight, uh, uh, the clean fight. She like more clean, she and this thing, you know? Um, have you have you allowed yourself to dream about what life would be like if you're a UFC champion? Do you think about that a lot? No, uh, I I I I will think about my life when I finish Juliana Pena. Hmm. For me, uh, this thing starts when I finish Juliana Pena because Raquel now uh, my my folks in Raquel, but my my my. My my belt is this belt's really belt when I finish Juliana Peng. Wow. And and uh who do you think is the tougher opponent for you? Raquel or Juliana? I think Raquel is more tough. Really? Even though Juliana beat Amanda. No, Juliana no win Amanda. Amanda what? will stay good that day. What yeah, Juliana, Amanda, 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 that day Amanda is very different. Amanda Amanda Hart, I think her knee is no good, that fight. And then she know when Amanda, Amanda proved this. Amanda show everybody she's the best in the second fight right, when, right. Say, when, when, when she did the, a camp. Juliana win, but... They're 1-1. One, one. No. Yeah, but Juliana runs at 30. Yeah, well, she, she got hurt too. But I understand. So you, so you think that uh, Raquel is tougher than Juliana? Yeah, I think Raquel is more tough. Wow. Uh, what would ha you you say you knock out Raquel? What do you think happens? How does the fight go when you fight Juliana? Easy. Juliana is easy money, baby. <laughs> easy money. Oh, I wish it was you and uh, I. Raquel's great. She's a veteran, but there's there's a the rivalry between you and Juliana is very very entertaining. It's very fun, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, yeah, but Raquel deserved this this opportunity, you know. Raquel deserved. Sure. But I promise, it's, it's fast. I do this fast for for take Juliana. Okay, fair enough. By the way, in Toronto, uh, freezing in January. Are you ready for this? Very cold there. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. I, no, I'm not prepared, but <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> Nothing is the yeah, nothing not not uh, what you bother me. You, you bother me. Nothing, nothing, nothing bother stopping me. Sometimes stopping me. Sometimes when a fighter is used to the warm weather and they go to cold weather to cut weight, it's hard because you don't sweat as much. Do you know what I mean? Yes, uh, I, I, I I think so, but uh, I I. Uh, now I did a good work because for me in, in Toronto stay more a little a little oh longer a little okay you're gonna go early yes I prefer early because it's more easy for counterweight okay uh, 
will you uh maybe i don't know I, I know she's not there but i don't know your relationship uh do you have a relationship with amanda to speak to her about her fight with raquel to get any tips about how to beat her will you will you talk to amanda about this no i don't speak with amanda but this is a great idea <laughs> it is a good idea yes uh, yeah it's very good idea but uh, I, I think Amanda no no talk about because Amanda is very uh, is very friend and the 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 wife the the Raquel's wife. Oh okay. Oh yes, Tisha Torres. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and so uh, for you, this would be a dream come true, right? To be a UFC champion. Of course. How, what what age did you start dreaming about this? Like, when did you start thinking that this could happen to you? Man, my in my city, my my life is very hard. Uh, it's very danger. But when I start, because I'm very fat, and then I I start training for cut weight, and then my coach told me, "Hey, Stara, you have uh you can you can change your life, change your life, your family if you train, if you train, 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 and focus in MMA." Oh, I told you, okay, but I I want to come to it. I don't want to fight. Mm. But she told me, no, I promise you, you're going to be UFC champion. And then I told, I think, wow, UFC champion. And then this, uh, I watched one fight, and Junior Cigano uh, and and Cain Velasquez. And then I'm in love for MMA. Wow. For this reason I'm here now. Which one? The first one? The first junior? They fought three times. The, for, the first. When he the not first. when Junior knocked him out in like exactly. sixty Wow. So two thousand and eleven. Yes. How old? And then I wow, I wanna be champion too. Ah, amazing. How old were you? Twenty two. Okay. All right. 22, 24, more or less. Okay, so almost about 10 years ago. Yes. By the way, this tattoo here, what is this on your arm? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I go <laughs> to the my, my one man, hey, go, let's go to tattoo. And then the, the guy do this. <laughs> wow, you like it? Yeah, I like it. It looks almost like a cheetah or like a leopard or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I love this. This, this is tattoo the champion. Yes, I like that. Will you get if you win the belt? Will you get a, a tattoo of the belt? Of course. Of course. Like I'll, I'll... no the belt, but UFC nine two seven two nine seven two nine seven to remember because uh, yeah. Al Alex uh, Pereira got a tattoo of the belt. Yeah, I see the there. Yes, yes, he's a crazy guy. Uh, you saw his fight last week. <laughs> Yes, I was. Amazing, right? Amazing. Uh, you, your fight in January, how long, what, do you, what, what round are you thinking? First round, second what? round? What? When, when you're going to knock her out? First round, second round? Second round. Second, second round. round. And uh, yes. uh, Juliana loves our show. She loves to watch our show. If she's watching right now, what is your message to her? Hey, Juliana, I will kill you. Oh, no. Wow. That was it? Period. That's it. I feel you kill her. You hate her. I kill her. Yes, I kill her. Why do you why do you dislike her so much? Um 
when you talk about uh, mental health, you you show you know good people. Hmm. Everybody know I have problem. Uh, I I had problem with Uzada because my mental health. You know, and then when you use this for promote yourself, is you're not a good person. Okay, and and when every you know when the news came out and there was some uh, questions about what you did, what you didn't do, how was your mental health? You know, like uh, when all that you know bad news came out, how were you dealing with it? Yes. No, now I'm very good because mm. when I start to drink, uh, take these drugs. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's happened because it's very hard when you have one thing you don't know, like you, 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 you do this, improve this. Yeah. But now I'm good. I'm very okay. good. But when the news came out, was it hard for you? Were you, were you, uh, were you feeling very down when the news about the Holly Holm fight initially came out? Yeah, of course, because uh, everybody sending messages when Juliana. Put this in my email. The people say, hey, "You're a shitter. You're a shitter. You're a shitter." But I know I don't did not wrong. But I cry. I I do things for for. I work about my mind. But now I'm good. It's everything okay? Okay. And they never actually. There was one, a tweet that came out that they said that they released you. That wasn't true, right? No, it's no, it's no, it's no, it's no. Because when you you stay suspension, you you can't stay in the in the ranking. Ah. Uh, for this reason, for this. Ah, uh, okay. Now I understand. Well, it all worked out. You're getting a title shot, January twentieth in Canada. My this is my country, Canada. Beautiful country. In your country, nice. Yes, that's where I'm you from. Say that? Yeah. Uh, no, you I say that? I'm New York right now. Um, but I'm Canadian, so good people there. Very nice. Have you been to Canada? I, no, I never do in the Canada, but I have good friends in the, in the fighters in the Canada. Jasmine Jevodavskis. Yes, yes. I love Jasmine. She's the best. I have I have friends in the Canada. I fight with the Canada people, in the Canada girl, uh, Julian Julian Robertson. Yes, uh, Julian uh, Robertson. Yes. The, the, yeah. Yeah, I love the the girls, the Canada girls. Well, they'll, they'll treat you very well. The, the fighters. Yes, the of fighters. course. Yes, yes, yes. They're going to treat you very well. Uh, good luck to you, Myra. All the best. And uh, obrigado for the time. And I look forward to it on uh, January 20th. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There she is. Uh, number one contender at 135. Uh, Myra Silva Oh, man. Her versus uh, Juliana Pena would be some kind of scene. Uh, I, uh, I spoke to Juliana a little bit about... Uh, this is what she, I think, was referring to and what I asked her about um, when she was at our live show last Friday. We have that clip. Let's play that clip right now. Here's Juliana Pena talking about Myra Buena Silva last Friday. What happened with Myra? Because I think, she, didn't she have like a suspension or something? Yeah, she's a cheater. <laughs> I don't know what it was all about. I, I, Listen, like, uh, you give me an Adderall right now, I'm going to freaking go through the roof. You yes, know what yes, I mean? Yes, I'll yes. run through the brick wall. I'll do everything, you know? So whether they want to call that performance enhancing, I don't know. But, I mean, I know from, like, um, an MLB standpoint, you right. know, whenever people are about to get popped for roids, they say, take the Adderall. So they can say, no, I have a condition and I have to take Adderall oh, for it. You know? I actually didn't know that. Is it's that a, a real thing? thing? It's a masking oh, thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, you go. yeah, I didn't know that. How did you know that, by the way? I'm shocked. That I got she did. my sources there. All right, fine. Wow, I didn't She's even. She's got know. sources. Uh, so there's Juliana, and uh, you can. See, 
He said, you have a message for Juliana? I kill her. <laughs> By the way, Frank, um, she referenced one of our favorites, Jasmine. Jazz the busiest. A bit of a different take on the last name there. Just a bit. <laughs> Could we get that drop too? You won't uh, have to. Uh, how, how did she say it again? I think Andy could do it for us. Uh, no. I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> oh, I, I just like hearing the drop. That's the busiest. Ah, it's the best. It's so good. Because you can you can hear her smile. When you can hear her. You know what I mean? Trying to correct you. Uh, I don't think that's. That's the busiest. Nah, that's. Um, shut up. Shut up. Um, all right. Great stuff there from Myra. Great stuff from all our guests today. Uh, what a day it has been. Thank you very much to everyone who joined us. I'm just going through my Megilla here of ad reads. Okay, I've done them all. Carol G, yup, yup, yup. I did the DraftKings. Uh, and, uh, I mean, what else do you have to do on a Black Friday, right? You sit back, you eat your turkey sandwich, you get the stuffing, you get the cranberry. Friday, you know, it's not a bad spot. It's not one that I would particularly want to work at, but as far as, like, sitting on the couch and watching it, it's not a bad spot. I like this spot for them. Reminds me of Survivor Series back in the day. They always used to do it on the Thursday of Thanksgiving. I felt bad for the workers, if I'm being honest, the talent. But uh, as far as something to do, it's fun. The holiday events are always fun. Again, not if you have to work at them, but to watch. Like this December 23rd boxing event, fun. Lounging around, holiday time. Let's throw on, you know, eight mega fights from Riyadh. That sort of thing. You know what I mean, Frank? I know exactly what you mean. And I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? One o'clock start. Yeah. It is before Christmas. Doesn't get much better than that. The Burks will be watching. Oh, we will be watching. Will you watch P? Oh, what do you say? Are you sure you're not going home? You're choosing to go to Washington instead. Uh, that's correct. Yes. So it all worked out because I know you were upset about the Wednesday show next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're yeah, still doing a Wednesday show. Why you guys make me feel bad about this? Why do you feel bad about it? Eh, I was bringing it up today, yeah. Feels like, you know, feels like the crew at lunch is like, can you believe we're doing a Wednesday show? Don't we have like a doorbuster that we're going to do on Thursday? What's a doorbuster? It's like a really good deal for Black Friday that everyone's busting down the door. To oh, to. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know yourself. Um, all right. Let's get to the picks, shall we? What do we got? Speaking of Juliana Pena... What do we have? And uh, I do want to let you guys know that these picks are uh, well brought to you by our good friends over at Cash App, right? That's the money segment coming up right now. Give us the money, GC. Give us the money. Uh, well, we have, as usual. I feel already... like Garth from uh, Wayne's World 2 here. Soon you're going to see me head to toe in Venom gear. No, please go. <laughs> uh, we do already have uh, Juliana Pena's pick. It is in. As always, the noise chicken. I love that. The noise chicken was great. That's what she called her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm aware. Right, I, mean, right. I, I stand with with uh, you know the fellow member of the bar right vows, <laughs> uh, Juliana Pena, um, Carrie oh, Melendez. Oh wow, the pick. Bellator yeah. pick. Yeah, oh yeah. Gilbert's yeah. Uh, Gilbert's better half. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, that that. For me, uh, Carrie Taylor Melendez versus uh, Sabrier Singel. That that's the that's money moment of the weekend if I had to choose one. Okay, I love it. What else we got? Let's um, randomize. Yeah. Okay. Let's randomize. Let's do it. 
What's so uh, funny? I'm, I'm, I'm lost here. No, nothing's funny. Uh, just wait on the randomizer here and boom. All right, Frank will go first. Oh. Rick second, and I will bring up the rear. Yeah. Oh, here I am going first. Really excited about the UFC card this weekend. Going to go to the main event. Brendan Allen, he's all in. Paul Craig, Bear Jew, he's also all in. Yes, so I'm gonna yes. I'm going to do under four and a half. Ooh. Nice. Nice. I like that pick from you, Frank. I love it. What else we Who's got? next? That's Rick. Yeah, I'm going to head back to Bellator. Um, I was I was definitely thinking about taking Kerry uh, Taylor Melendez. I'm going to take the other fight that I was thinking of. I'm going to go with Sumiko Inaba, Moneyline. Wow. We're getting deep in this belly card on yeah. Friday. I love it. Minus 142, Sumiko Inaba. I mean, that's yeah. Rick's lock of the week. The Hawaiian native, huh? Why do you why do you always kill me? You always you always I'm just throw so, it out there with the extra confidence that I have in things that I don't. Sometimes but I just am, shock uh, me. Minus one forty two Shamiko and Nava. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the odds are off a little bit here. It seems like uh she's on she's on the, the rise. Um so yeah. I love this. Let's give Bellator its uh its shine on the way out. Let's give Bellator it is, its shine. It, it is a great card. It is truly a fantastic card. Like this I'll, is, I'll stick this with is Bellator. Bell, better than Bellator 300, if you ask me. Yes, 100%. Agreed. I, w- I will stay in the Windy City, get your deep dish, Chicago. Alexander Shabli taking on. Wow. Wait, is the whole freaking thing? Wait, wait, was Frank's pick a UFC or Bellator? He was UFC, but main okay. event. Main right. event over there in the Apex. You know it. All right. I like it. Three Bellator, one UFC. Who would have thought? The Times. Yeah, we do, are we doing deep dish pizza on Friday, Frankie? We have to. Oh, uh, yeah, love it. From where? Yes. Uno? Pizzeria um, Una? A real, uh, a real authentic she Chicago spot? East. Is there a place? Oh, I'm so hungry right now. This is making me so hungry talking about this. I could eat a whole freaking Literally large. I've spoken about it for like a second. Yeah, but I'm so hungry. Uh, all right, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, I will start with, uh, with Bellator. I mean, it just... It just feels right. I got a lot of action on Bellator this weekend. Just one, one more uh, go round. Uh, you get to see that Showtime intro, uh, and it's just like I'm about to lose some money here. I'm about to lose some money on a on a minus six hundred uh, in a parlay that I never should have put any money on. So uh, that's what we're gonna do. We'll start with the singles first, though. Tyro Fortune, Marcelo Gom. I will take the under. Two and a half in this one. Heavyweights going at it. At minus 200, I, I like the price in this one. Tyro Fortune, uh, many finishes in his career, and obviously Marcelo Gohm, uh the same. So uh, I feel confident that we we can get a finish in this one. To the co-main event, you asked earlier who, who I was going to go with. At first, I was going to stay away because of the line, but I guess someone put a big bet in on Sergio Pettis, and that moved the line Towards even for Patchy Mix. Minus 181, though. I do feel confident in him getting it done. I think he's the best uh, bantamweight in Bellator right now. I like the size advantage in this one. I like him being able to rack up some control time. Uh, and I'm going to go with him to get it done. How big of a bet do we think Anthony's putting on on Sergio this weekend? <laughs> um, and he's allowed to. I know. Yeah, I mean, he's always supporting the bro. He usually tweets out the Yeah, slips. it's like 10,000 usually. What is it? I think last time it was 50K. She. 
Yeah, so I will be going against that. And, uh, yeah, that's the picks for Bellator 301 in terms of singles. I got a couple parlays I'll get to in just a second. Uh, But a few UFC Apex 82 slowly approaching. UFC Apex 100. Who knows what they're going to have in store for that one. Uh, But 18 shows to go. Jonathan Brito, JSP. I'm going to go with under two and a half in this one. Brito absolutely cracks. And I think Pierce is live for a finish, especially in those last two rounds. Brito, 11 of his 14 have ended by finish. JSP, 14 of his 18. I think this one's going to be chaotic. I think it's going to be fun. I think someone is going to be put out. Uh, Let's just keep the vibes rolling from last week. I'm going to take Mick Parkin. By KO, TKO, uh, training partner, close associate of one Tommy Aspinall, if I am uh, if I am oh, yeah. not mistaken. I know he went to a decision last time out. Heavyweight, five of his seven wins coming by knockout. Both these dudes are high volume. I, I think someone is going to get clipped. I know a lot of people that, uh, that like the over this week, but the way these guys go at it, I, I think someone's going to get put out. And, and at this number, you know, you're getting a heavyweight where most of his wins, and he's like minus 350 on the money line. You get an heavy weight at plus 160 for KO. That's what I will go with. Next up. Team BFG, by the way. Shout out to PT for coining that term. It was a great term. Oh, and shout out to my man. I, I, I am remiss on his name. I'm sure he'll get several shout outs as we go on. I've I've got everything sorted with the Aspinall hoodie. Damn. On the way. Oh, for real? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, shout out to everyone that reached out to uh, to help me get the Aspinall hoodie over to America. But, wow. Uh, it's, it's been sorted. We have one. On the way. You're, you're, got a 20% discount, too. You're a f- really, wow. You're a full-on uh, Brit when you're saying it's been sorted. Yeah, sorted. It was all over the gaff at one point. <laughs> now it's all sorted. Nice, now nice. got it all sorted. It's Don't great. get Stri- Wow. Straight from Manchester. Yeah, from the Manchester. chest. Uh, I will be going with Nicholas Moda in this one. You got to worry about the chin. Been finished, you know, five times six if you count the, if you count the tough. But Trey Ogden, zero knockouts in his career. I do think he's a much better striker. Uh, I think he's going to be able to stuff the takedowns and, and on the feet. I think he'll have a lot of success. And Trigden never been knocked out himself, but I, I do think Moda. He's got very a lot of power in his hands. I do think he is is live for a knockout. Another knockout I will be taking. Huge, huge favorite this week is uh, is our man Peyton Talbot coming off the Dana White Contender Series. I'm going to take him by knockout here. I mean, this is just a, a cut and dry grappler versus striker matchup and if and if it stays on the feet I, I think Peyton Talbot is is going to put this dude flat out I don't think he's going to struggle with it and I, I'm going to side that he's going to be able to keep it standing and uh and he's going to be able to knock out Nick Aguirre cutting it down from like I mean minus 700 minus 800 on some of these books down to uh to minus 140 couple parlays one UFC the aforementioned Peyton Talbot Lucas Alexander and Brendan Allen uh in the main event then we go UFC and Bellator crossover, Kermagomedov, Shabli, Alan Craig under four and a half, Frank's pick. Shout Solid out. pick. And then last but not least, a little prop parlay crossing over Bellator and UFC. Sabatello Stotts over one and a half, Amasov Jackson over one and a half, Johnson Estevam over one and a half, and Frank's, again, his pick, Alan Craig under four and a half. I really like that one to, uh, to not go to a decision. Um Line swinging in that Sabatello Stotts one. Stotts now the underdog. Surprising after after getting the win uh, in December of last year, but uh, I feel like a lot of people confident on uh, Sabatello. So those are the picks. Exciting weekend. Little Friday, two o'clock start on Saturday. Does it get any better than that? 
Two o'clock start on Saturday, maybe for the F1. And uh, now there are reports that the event scheduled for Shanghai is going to move to Las Vegas. Are they going to stick with the 4 a.m. start? Yeah, me and Rick are pretty heartbroken over that one. I'm not going to lie. We, <laughs> no, I'm actually being serious. We had what? plans serious? to go to Chinatown, and Rick was going to take me on a uh, Shanghai Knees food tour. For real? I'm dead serious. That, we talked way, about yeah. it on Monday. That freaking sounds amazing right now. What, what would be on the menu? Like, I'm... My my favorite dishes are like staples of the Shanghai Knees thing. Um, soup dumplings, oh, number one, right? You've got to start with a basket of those. Yes. Oh. you got to start with the combination seafood pork, and then you and then you do one that's just pork. And okay, well, then my trying, favorite... Now you're clearly trying to rule me out of this thing, because like, I was actually no, going to invite seafood. myself. You could do the seafood. Well, well it's not happening my, anymore. You so mentioned you two porks there. No, you could still do what? it. Why can't you still do it? It's still the, the... They did this one time. Remember they had a card that was... Derek scheduled. Lewis got yes. moved, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this year. Yeah, we could still year. do it. We could still do it. Uh, rice cakes. I don't know. That's rice the key. Cakes. You get the the Shanghainese rice cakes. It's like a so it's like a pasta hungry. type dish. They chop the rice cakes up sideways. They're nice and flat and really chewy, delicious. The sauce is incredible. Uh, a plus plus. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't even know Shanghainese food was a was a type until until Rick explained it to me. There's a restaurant Joe Shanghai. That's where we we're gonna go. You don't think because isn't the card sort of geared towards that market? Yeah, but now they're at uh, the apex. They're gonna do Shanghai, just not in December. But oh, but, but to fighters, Ariel's point, didn't they keep the time for that one that did yes, the Derek Lewis one? They did. It was in the middle though, of the night. Yeah, the Korean one. Yeah, that's right. Korean it was, food it was Korea. because they they moved it. I mean, it it doesn't feel the same, you know, <laughs> knowing that they're at the apex. We're at Joe Shanghai, and it's gonna be at the apex. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have like an apex over there. They did it one time, like the road to there. There's a yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, what's the difference? I mean, I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. To it. Maybe why next didn't time. they do it at that apex? I don't know. Did they? Did they announce? They didn't say why. Oh. Why we're moving in, yet? In in better news, I just saw a tweet here from our good friend Jasmine. Jazz the busiest. She'll be fighting on the Toronto card, so she's let's very, go. Hey, she's very excited about that. Getting back on the horse. Uh, I'm very happy about that. And, um, yeah, I feel like we're going to get KSI versus Jake in 2024, so that is great. We had the press conference. Yeah, you you we... sound more hopeful than he sounded on that nah, one. Nah, he's just, you know, he's playing possum. Um, that's that's public negotiations. How was the press conference? Do we have any face-offs? Anything I could see? I've been, I mean, I, it, fr- Uncle Frank and Eddie were together. They can't say anymore. They can't. a picture of them. Together? Look at these guys. Look at these guys hobnobbing it up. Look at them. Look at them. No more. You know how many times I've asked Frank and I'm like, you've never met him? What's, I don't believe this. This is, by the way, this is gigantic stuff. This is really gigantic. I don't think people realize just how big this is, especially in, in England. But like, these are two of the biggest. These are the two biggest promoters. And they do not like each other. And it dates back to Frank and Eddie's dad having a rivalry. And now, in a drop of a hat, His Excellency is just like, hey, come over on December 23rd. I mean, come on. Most powerful man in combat sports, His Excellency. I mean, that's what they're saying these days. I'm so excited. I'm putting my hood on. I don't know if you guys I mean, know. All right he's, he's making demands. Not only are we going to get uh, Joshua Wilder, he's saying uh, Bivol better be if he wants to see during Riyadh season as well. Who said that? Turkey. He was there? His Excellency. He was, <laughs> he was at the presser? I mean, according to our uh, our man Michael Benson, tweeted that out. Uh, Michael Benson, wait, one now of the, the great, phones ringing. One of the great aggregators. Um, uh, if we're going to get 
if we're going to get Joshua Wilder, why is it not happening now? That's what I don't understand. Uh, yeah, Turkey has named Bivol uh, Betterbiev for the undisputed WBA, BC, makes no sense. IBF, WO Light. No, no, no. World it makes sense. It's just annoying. It's a, well, listen, how does it make sense? Explain it. It makes sense because they probably got them to the table to fight in a month and change. But hey, you're not going to fight each other. You're going to fight other dudes. By the way, Joseph Parker is no slouch. Uh, Otto Valin is... is this is that, my point. This no, is exactly why it's not going to happen. This no, no, is exactly why no, 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 that no. fight will never oh, happen. Oh, you think Joseph Parker's winning? One of these guys will lose. Uh, Absolutely. Well, wow, wow, Yeah, wow, that's wow, not wow, bad. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a good take. That's a, that's a big take. Uh, after Joshua loses, we'll get the big baby fight that we, that uh, we got yeah. robbed he's of. On there too. He's on there too, right? He's on the path. <laughs> Apparently, they, they had a little bit of a, a dust they did? up. So, yeah. We have it. We have the video. Oh, what do we got? What do we got? I've been dying to uh, consume this up, content. The, the AJ beef, I believe. What do we have? What do we have? Give me everything. You were scheduled at one point to fight Anthony Joshua. Shout do you have to anything to say to anyone else up here? Oh, they can all kiss my black ass. Deontay and AJ. <laughs> I don't like none of them motherfuckers. You know what I'm trying to say? But one thing I can tell you is that after I finish with du- Dubois, I definitely want Manuel Chark as he got that belt. Them dudes got losses, and there ain't nothing over there with the, for them belts right now. But I tell you one thing, though. We all know for a fact that AJ don't want no smoke with Deontay. Shut the fuck up. And even though... Don't start even, with me, you know. Even though... Hey, 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 don't start AJ, with me. Even though, you know, you know I'll come know, over there and slap you, and I see you brought your mom here again. I'm kick your ass last time. I see you brought your mom here again because you need a rampage. Boy, shut up. You're not built like that. But like I was saying, we all know that AJ don't want no smoke with Deontay. As much as I don't like Deontay... I know Deontay will put that motherfucker in the grave. So let's make, I'll make it easy for you. Either you can fight Deontay and go to the grave or fight me and go to the hospital. Either way, you can get your ass whooped. So pick your poison. So let's stop all that talking. Look at AJ. Take Eddie Hearn out your ass and pick somebody that really can fight. Either me or Deontay, one of us Americans, whoop your ass. So stop hey, running over your English muffin. You are not doing listen, nothing. Bro, listen, bro. You softening baby shit. You are not shit. doing nothing to me. Watch your you, mouth. You let my little cousin Miller, Andy Watch your me. mouth. You softening baby your mouth, shit. Come over stop there running from me. Stop running from baby. Deontay. Man, the fuck up and fight somebody with a heartbeat, bro. Shut up. Yo. But Daniel, du- Daniel Dubois got to stop this. We can't have it. Daniel. Hey, Frank getting in the mix. Tell him. You're not I love this. Do this Daniel. Daniel, anything to say? Daniel, what do you got to say? Not much of a talker, Daniel. Not, wait, not, wait. Good not stuff. Right now, but <laughs> hey, hey, Daniel, where's the tuxedo? Yeah, like, just woke tuxedo? him up. <laughs> Man, kiss my Look at Dan. <laughs> but, but I do think he will fight Miller one day. You Dev's great. I'm to judge what I'm going to do in my career. Yo, AJ was pissed there. Uh, for those that don't know, Big Baby was supposed to fight AJ in 2019. I think pop for every PED under the sun. Yeah, a, a nice little cocktail <laughs> yes. for sure. <laughs> and uh, Andy Ruiz stepped in on very short notice and changed the trajectory uh, of uh, AJ's da- career. Daniel Dubois minus 1100, Jarrell Merrill plus 620. Okay, all right. Um, what is it? Well, by the way, what is the uh, the AJ line? AJ minus 450 out of Wileen plus 310. Okay, what about the uh, Deontay line? Wilder minus 750. Wow. Plus 470. Dimitri Bibble minus 1800. That's surprising to me. Wilder is a bigger favorite against Parker than AJ over Otto Wileen. That's that's, that's surprising. Yeah. I mean, Uh, the stock is down on AJ right now. You see that knockdown last time? Deontay Wilder. Come on, don't, uh, don't, yeah, don't yeah, do yeah, this. Do this. <laughs> don't do this. Is that you, Eddie? Yeah, Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, How about Hearn nah. in the back, too? Looking great, man. Yeah, one, they're all looking great. One, uh, one of them is going to lose, undoubtedly. I Best love laid that. plans. I might take the anti-Rick Parlay, where I just bet Wilder and, just and Josh. Just take them both. Do we have anything else? Yeah, we got uh, Wilder, like addressing Wilder Anthony and a Joshua. touch, too. 
You're looking good. What do we got? What do, do we have got? anything to say to him here at this press conference table? So good. Uh, you know, it's uh, just wish they were fighting each other. It's good to be in the same room with him. Wait a minute. To see him um, face to face. You know, it's been a long time coming. I wish you nothing but the best, bro. It's not happening. And um, hopefully soon we can get it on in the ring and get the people what they want once and for all. Nothing. But I wish you nothing but the best. Nothing. Even if it doesn't happen. But I, I believe it's going to happen. I believe God, it will. I want to fight it's that about way. that time. But even if it don't, I wish you nothing but the best. Nothing less. Thank you. Do no you response? Nothing. No response. First of all, this AJ is... AJ clammed up. By the way, these, this is like those UFC press conferences, like the time is now when they have all the guys. So yes. How the, this is my point. This is great for boxing. Obviously, there's the annoying part that they're right there. It's like the biggest tease of all time. But look at this lineup of guys and them just flirting with each other and doing all this is great. And the other thing that I will say is think about how quickly the plan was Tyson versus Usyk on December 23rd. Yep. Right. That was the plan. That was the did it, By the way, did, did somebody, I forget, did you say that they're also doing a Tyson versus Usyk press conference shortly? Yes. yes. I am I, here. Tomorrow, that. right? Oh, did I say that? No. No, I just <laughs> think you did say that. Um, Why? And, why aren't they to? Because that would have even it's took different it to card, ten different, more different levels. Card, different card, bro. So what? Different card, Put us like a. No, they these deserve their own happening. thing. They deserve their own thing. Here's the thing: that fight was supposed to be December 23rd. December 23rd um, goes up in smoke after what happened on October 28th. This was. I feel like this was made in the last couple of days. How the hell did they get all these? Maybe one of the most star-studded. It's crazy. Of course, it's money talks. But golly, that is fast. That fight was. If we assume that the 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 construction of this card started the day after Francis versus uh, Fury, and I don't think it started back then, but let's just assume that would be 17 days ago. I think it happened like within the last week, and they got all these dudes well, to show up. Crazy. They've been planning this year-end card for months this, no, we've the, been talking about this for for half a year at this but point the plan, so now they just pivot back to it yeah 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 maybe maybe um hey, hey, way on that we were having too? let's do it again what'd you say what'd you say gc in a way on december 26th as well yes in a way a beauty what a thing this is what i'm saying people say boxing, boxing day premier dead. league boxing oh uh, yeah force much is better on there. yeah yeah oh it's it's an incredible time and not to mention what's going to be happening at the alley pally during this stretch oh yeah you know, that's when we really we'll get back down. into the darts. Uh, anything yeah, else from the presser or no? Praying. They were hoping a little BSD, uh, L1 nah, no. not the right time. Uh, did we get anything else or was that it? Yeah, that's all I got. No face offs. Face-offs? Yeah, they, they were meh. not great. Nothing, yeah, nothing crazy. Happened. I mean, just seeing them all up there is kind of cool, right? Oh, well, well. I just, I'm seeing a face off. We have anything on the Sabatello Stotts face off? No, we just have the one from when they were in the studio and you had to break it up. <laughs> Uh, Big security. Don't what we, that that is the one thing about this card that I don't like. Like that, I feel like that fight doesn't make a ton of sense. See, yeah, it's fine. Fifty forty five Sabatello, according to one judge. <laughs> oh, the great Douglas Carsby. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm fine with it. It it has some juice from the perspective that they'll talk and and do it. But I mean, you might as well fire the bullets that you got left in the gun, right? There's there's not a lot left yeah. on the on the on the agenda. Right. I've never heard that expression before. No, but you know, we all understood where you're talking the, about. Fire the rest of the bullets? Why yeah, not? Yeah. Smoke them if you got them, huh? Yeah, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, I think that's it. 
Good stuff. Yeah. There it is. It's money. What a great day it has been, but it is time to go, my friends. Enjoy all the fighting coming up. Nothing on the Shakur fight I noticed from the Parlay Boys. Bit surprising there. But uh, You I'll... could always join us. No, I'm good. He's like minus 2,000. Yeah, those that are my favorite fights to bet big. on. <laughs> those are the best. What are you talking about? Sprinkle a little $5, you're in the money. He's like minus 800 to win by decision. Ah, that's perfect. That is perfect. Um, enjoy all of that. Enjoy the end of Bellator as we know it. And enjoy the UFC at the Apex this weekend, guys. Yeah. Oh, enjoy. Uh, there's international play in the world of football as well. Actually, a big game on right now. Oh, 1-1. Israel and Switzerland. That's a big one. Euro qualifying. I can live with that. How about American football? Uh, American football, we don't speak about that on today's uh, show, or any show for that matter. We're pretty much done with it for now. Even like how Dorsey's done? Uh, um, no, that, that had to happen, Frank. Oh, um, for sure. I love how they keep playing the clip last year when he was like, going crazy yeah, against Miami. Um, no, just a complete abomination. But I have to say... Uh, I don't think he should be the only one to go. If I'm being honest, I think I think Sean has to go as well. Uh, this team is too talented to be playing like this. They have underperformed to an embarrassing degree, and it's you're you're wasting precious years out of Josh Allen. You're wasting them. They're all going down the tubes. They're not even a playoff team. What the hell? Like, we were Super Bowl contenders to start the year, and now I we're at least the Kraken. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Broncos at home is an emb- just shut down the season. Broncos at home, and then the way in which they lost, I can't even stomach it. What, what are we doing? It's a waste of our lives. Waste of our lives. Disappointing. So I feel, I feel for the Western New York fans. Way to end on a positive note, Frank. Thank you to all <laughs> our guests. Benoit Saint-Denis, Jake Paul, Myra Buenasilva, Andre Ward, and Steve Ursig. Thanks to them. Thanks to all of you. Back on Monday. Say thank you. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash MMA. Dot com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.